No warning. Are you going to read or not? Wow. It was him. That's fine. You can do the show. <laughs> Ooh, what's up, Internet? My name's Nerdy. And I'm Clarus. And this is the Nerdy, the Wordy, the Book Club. <laughs> no, no, please continue. I will. In once I need to catch my breath and then I'll do the show. Hey. Do you think I can't do the show without you? Oh, please. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Friday morning here from the Nerdy Wordy Book Club at the Nerdy Nightly, a YouTube channel where the worst reactors on YouTube continue to make the worst reactions ever made by humanity. Uh, this week was especially fun because we got death threats. If so you thank you for that. If you can't be the best at something, be the worst, you know? Because at least you're remarkable. No, 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 we're the best at being the worst. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we're the worst. Thank you for joining the show, Clarus. How are you doing today? Well, I was doing just fine. Were you? I, I, you know what I was? I was all right. I was like, you know, I was ready. And then, you know, you just, uh. I started the show on time. With, usually you're like three, two. Usually. I am. But then this was funnier. You let me down. I'm, I'm very disappointed in you. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, for those of you wondering, Clarissa is going to be extra spicy today, uh, because she did not sleep much last night. Uh, and so I'm going to have an extra, extra fun experience book clubbing with uh, my wife. What do you mean? I'm delightful. You are, you are extra delightful when you have had a little bit more sleep. But when you've had a little bit less sleep, you get a little spicy. And I love it. It's no, fun. I, I don't. But Clarus, do you want to grab your project? Do you want to grab the reason you didn't sleep? Do you want me to get it? Yeah. Okay. Chat, I need some validation that this was worth it. What do we, what what do we think? Oh, it stinks. Yeah, that's the that's the that's the um, sealant. We love a good sealant. Get that shine. Look at that shine. Clarus, uh, Clarus was painting until three o'clock in the morning last night because this weekend is Yeti Con. Yeah, that's Canada's ass. You know, Clarus, you do have Canada's ass. Well, I, I was. Who was it? Uh, Jerusalem was like, well, you need to recreate the photo of yourself on the ground while yourself is standing there. Sure, we'll do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll do it. Uh, yeah. So Clarus was up all night painting that, uh, and so I know I'm gonna get some extra spicy takes from her this morning, and I cannot wait for them. I'm not that. I I just get tired. I'm not really, like, a grumpy person. You're an extremely grumpy human being. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. You're just fucking gaslighting me right now. There it is. Uh, so, friends, it's time for some housekeeping at the top of the show. Uh, this is, for those of you who, maybe this is your first Nerdy Wordy Book Club, we're going to talk about the Wheel of Time eventually. Uh, <laughs> like every other Nerdy Wordy Book Club. When we get, we'll get to, to it. it. <laughs> There's a lot to talk about, so we're going to have to get to it because we have a hard out. I know. We have a hard out today. What um, is our hard I don't know. Wait, we have a hard out? What's our hard out? Two. Two o'clock? Yeah. Why we're is there not a... allowed to go a minute over two. Is there a black bar under our video today? Do you have it up? Now we good. No, okay. It's just weird there. Uh, so, close housekeeping. The first housekeeping, as always, not as always, it's a relatively new thing. We have a Kickstarter going. Oh. 
As always. Yeah, the Kickstarter for the nerdy, uh, wordy book club. Nope, 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 nope. The, the nerdy Kickstarter nerdy. for the role play relay. Joe White, thank you for welcome to the Narcs. Welcome to the nerd table. We're off to a great start. Join the chaos. Uh, we uh, we have a Kickstarter. It is less than a hundred dollars away from our first stretch goal. Uh, we are literally at uh, almost two hundred percent funded. Uh, and when we hit that first stretch goal, we will announce. The second the stretch, next goal. stretch goal. Let's so go. if you want to find out what the next stretch goal is, and maybe we'll maybe we'll double announce. Maybe we'll announce the next two stretch goals when we hit that. So if you want to oh, if you want to hear okay. a double announcement on stretch goals, uh, tune in to that Kickstarter. And uh, there's a bunch of things on there that you can only get there. Uh, signed posters are probably mostly only going to be available through there. We're going to yep. do some giveaways during the stream. Snapchat access only available through the Kickstarter. The Snapchat, the behind the scenes that all of the players will be adding to every yep. single day when they remember. Uh, so like. Expect that to slow down by day five or six when we're exhausted. There'll be like a like woo. There's gonna be so much excitement. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for dropping that link in the chat. But if you want the truly the most unhinged behind the scenes you'll ever see in your life, get on over to the Kickstarter. Help us make the dumbest thing I've ever thought of come to life. Yes. Joe White is hashtag Team Clarus. Thanks. Fair. See, I'm not grumpy. Chat thinks I'm delightful. Uh, is there any other housekeeping? If you're going to YetiCon this weekend in Blue Mountain, uh, come visit us. Come say hi. We are going to be there all weekend. Yeah. Uh, so if you're going to be around uh, Blue Mountain, uh, taking part in the con, Clarice will be dressed in cosplays, and I will look like me. Yeah. yeah. I will probably have a camera or multiple cameras slung mm-hmm. around my neck. Uh, also, y'all, we are going to be at Anime Expo in Los Angeles yep. in a couple weeks. So if you're going to or are in the Los Angeles area, uh, we are going to be there. We are maybe going to get to see Rogers the Musical while we're there uh, we're at Disneyland. Try. So I'm gonna bring my shield. Yes, we. You have to. When we go to, you have to go as Captain Canada. Well, I know you're not allowed really to cosplay. At Disney, you're not allowed to cosplay character. Disney characters. Yeah, which is this is not a Disney character, so I think maybe we can get away with it. Just have pants on, so it doesn't look like it's a suit. And then we'll take the pants off once we're inside. Don't worry about it. Just take my pants off at Disneyland. Uh, Project Mortal's also going to Disneyland. Let's go. <laughs> on Monday. Well, okay. Well, you're going a little you're bit earlier than we are. Earlier, but uh, have fun. Disney is, is 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 such a good time. But yeah, is there any other housekeeping? Any? There is so much to talk about this week, so we're going to get into it quickly here because um, I... I don't know what y'all were thinking with the reading, but you were like, let's <laughs> let's make week two a freaking week. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, it was a lot. Like, it, in, in, like, a good way. Mm-hmm. But I was like, holy shit. Um, and two and a half kids. You have a half of a child? How did that happen? Is it, like, I'm half sorry? yours? Or is it half of a kid? Or is it just, like, a young kid, so it's smaller, so it feels like a half? Or is the wife pregnant? Pregnante? Maybe. Pregnante? I'm trying to figure out this point five. Pregnant. And I'm not good at math. It gets denser. Oh. What gets denser? The book. Oh. Uh, I'm assuming. I mean, this was a lot. Is two and a half kids like a dog? Like, a, does the dog count as half a kid? No. What? One of my kids is what just that much better than the other. <laughs> what? What? Uh, it's fine, Project Myrtle. I won't tell. Just plus if any says Pregante. Uh, if you were not on the internet at a certain time, you might have missed the Quora video. Uh, but if you if you know if you know what I am referencing. What's up? You and I are the same kind of or terminally online delinquent. <laughs> Can I get my wife pregnant? 
I feel like that's like a core memory somewhere, but I don't actually remember it, you know? You don't remember? Oh my God, I remember it vividly. No, like I like Charlie the Unicorn took up that hard drive space. The fuck is Charlie the Unicorn? You've seen Charlie the Unicorn. No, I have not. Yes, you have. What the fuck is We've Charlie the Unicorn? We've talked about this. We have never There's discussed. There's the whole song. Oh, when you're done and looking for some cheering up, then just head right on up to the Kenny Mountain Cave. When you get inside, you find yourself a cheery land, such a happy and joyful and perky merry land. You, you've seen Charlie the Unicorn. I have not. Yes, you... What do you mean? You haven't seen Charlie... I just haven't. I don't the, want to fucking tell you. The unicorns are the Charlie... Charlie... Oh. And we lost the stream. Did we lose? We're back. Oh, yeah, we're back. We're Brief, hiccup. Brief hiccup. Brief hiccup. What's up, everybody? Just, just, uh, just, uh, the internet couldn't handle that you missed Charlie the Unicorn. All right. Well, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Wow. One day I'll do a full dramatic reading of the episode one. I don't know the other three episodes as well. No idea what that is. <laughs> All right. So, Clarus, we read The Towers of Midnight. Look at that. That was only nine minutes of preamble. That's not bad. Yeah, crushing it. I'm just, I, it would have gone on longer, but I am just stunned about Charlie the Unicorn. I'm, I'm going to go cry. Uh, we are uh, mm-hmm. nine minutes in, so it's time to ask my dear, beloved uh, wife. May she rest in peace. Clarus, how did you feel about the Towers of Midnight chapter 8 through 20? I am not resting. I am active. I am. I have not on. rested since May 12, 2020. <laughs> it's just been a long few years. I haven't taken a day off since before COVID hit. True. Um, <laughs> honestly, red. Guys, people are talking, and that feels great. I, oh, I thought you meant in the chat. You mean in the books. People are also talking in the chat, and you know what? That also feels great. I love <laughs> it when you guys are involved. Um, <laughs> Joe G, thank you for that super chat. Thank you so much. What TTRPG Tinker Trollic Aes Sedai idea? Wheel weaves equals prophecy. Taveran reshape weave equals resist prophecy. All PCs Taveran resist plot. I that was a lot of words. I'm sorry. I have. I did not follow. No idea what that means. Tinker Trollic Aes Sedai is a funny name for a Wheel of Time TTRPG, though. Oh. Okay. Um. Yeah, so Clarice, how did you feel about this this section of book? Uh, it's great. It's, it's great. It one of my least favorite tropes mm-hmm. in storytelling mm-hmm. every fucking time is I'm like if the characters just fucking spoke to one another, things would be fine. Yeah, you it are happens a lot. you are yelling. I'm just matching your volume, you know. Fair. <laughs> Um, I, it, it is one of my, like, least favorite things. I'm like, if you had literally just said this to this person, like, things would move so much faster, or you wouldn't yeah. be in this terrible position. And so I am so happy that people are talking to one another. It brings me joy. Mm, so, uh, okay. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. How are you feeling? Um, I feel like Brandon Sanderson and I have the same issues with Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time. Yeah. This section, everything since he took over... But this section in particular, I was like, oh, hey, look, Brandon Sanderson is like cleaning up the margins of this series in order to acknowledge some of the problems with the earlier books while also condensing some things down to the um, necessary sort of. Robert Jordan needed Sanderson as an editor. Yeah. During book seven through. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, yeah it, it's it, yeah. it's really interesting, right? Because I think that like the the stuff that still feels like I, I don't feel like the the Robert Jordan of it all is lost. Mm-hmm. Like I don't feel like I'm reading a different series. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do feel like I'm reading a different author. Yeah, that. Yeah. that but, I, but but I specifically feel it, it, this happens sometimes when people revisit projects later on in their life as well. Sure. Yeah. Where you. You, you take the time away from writing and trying to put out a book every year and you sit down with like the criticisms of your earlier work and then when you write the next one you're like you know what I took like four years away from it yeah and then I I, I kind of went back and read my own stuff for the first time because I was trying to put out a book every year yeah <laughs> and then the like that next book feels like it is just an answer to the criticisms of the earlier stuff yeah and this section to me really I, I felt a lot of those things a lot of these characters are communicating now in a way that is just a, a previously un, unseen in this series mm-hmm. and it's delightful it's great like it's really like it, it's such a joy to read yeah because these characters have gone through so much and the that you you finally get to feel the maturity of that yeah um and i i, I was just i was i, I really loved it i i really enjoyed uh, I really enjoy Brandon Sanderson's writing. Um, yeah, me too. I, I think that he has a gift for um, battle sequences mm-hmm. uh, that he makes just very like intense and interesting to read. Uh, going going back to the um, the prologue of this book with the young boy and his father and the sword, uh, and then in this section with the Rodella Tiralde stuff, mm-hmm. uh, I, I just I, I feel like there, there was so much care in how these uh, scenes are crafted in this yeah. book. Uh, and that that was really evident this week in a way that um, was just a joy to read. Like I, I think that since Brian Sanderson took over, the the joy in the series is back, and and the, and also <laughs> you know what he didn't cut out all the boobs, right? We still get we still get the titties. You know the breasts are present, but you, like but 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 you know but in a way that never feels. It's like for specific <clears throat> characters and it's for not, specific reasons yeah there's yeah. either a reason even if it's a character reason for the boobs to be <laughs> spoken of and most of the time it's matt but it's like that character's <clears> perspective <throat> you know like like um fayil comments on like bear lane right but like mm-hmm. I, I i doubt that like elaine as a character actually would go around noticing everybody's titties unless elaine is by like and i would love that with the avienda relationship yeah. like in my head like that works, but but there the, there are definitely characters where like I can't imagine Nynaeve noticing titties all the time, and like she doesn't really in, in yeah. these later books. Whereas like before, it was kind of a general everybody thing um, because I think it's what Robert Jordan noticed, and he was like, yeah, that's what people notice. Well, and, and I think that the 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 strength of point the the, the differences in the point of views. Between what Branders, how Branderson writes, and how Rob Jordan writes is really interesting. I find because all I was reading for so long was Wheel of Time, I got used to how Robert Jordan was just he would write POVs, but yeah. they were never genuine POVs because it was very rare that they would feel truly different from one another in true. the descriptions. That is the, true. The way things were described and the worldview of the narrative mm-hmm. was the same in every single chapter. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have a problem with that. That's a writing style. It's not wrong, mm-hmm. but there is something about how Brandon Sanderson 
differentiates the narrative description based on which character Who the POV is, is from. Yeah. That I think is just a stronger choice for this world. Yeah. Particularly because they're in such different places and these characters are such different people. Yeah. I, I think that there's a narrative strength to how Brandon Sanderson is using the difference in description to make it more interesting when he over-describes something. Yeah. Because it feels more like it is genuinely coming from that point of view. Yeah. Right? And, like, yeah. I even noticed it because, um, you know, there hasn't been a lot of nudity since Brandon Sanderson took over. Right. And there specifically was in Nynaeve's trial at the end, which yeah. we'll talk about at the end of this um, week. And the the nudity did not feel objectifying because it felt like it was genuinely from Nynaeve's concern. Yeah. About her nudity. Yeah. And that, because it wasn't in every chapter leading up to it, it stood out more and it felt more personal. Yeah. Rather than feeling like an author choice. Yeah, for sure. It felt like it was an important thing for this character to be thinking about in the moment. Yeah. Um, Blue Light says, I don't know, I dislike the way Matt comments on women's bodies in the Sanderson books more than he did in Jordan's. And I think that's totally fair. I'm not saying that I like how Matt views women, but yes. it feels like it's Matt's perspective. Yes. Like, it feels like a character, and it feels very specific. Do I love it? Uh, no. Oh, no, it is my least favorite thing about this week. Yeah. For sure. He's, like, yeah. way too horny. Um, Like, he feels like a 14-year-old more than he does a 20-year-old to me. Um, But I've also never been a 14-year-old boy, so, like, I don't... I, I don't know. It's just kind of what I imagine, like, a 14-year-old boy sees when he's, like gotten horny for the first time mm -hmm. and now everyone is 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 hot uh yeah so I, I i totally get that i also don't love how matt talks about the women but it feels like that character i it, the, i will i'll be honest i think the matt stuff feels like it's trying a little bit too hard um fair it feels like it's a it, it feels a little bit forced up uh, especially with elaine like it like the I actually loved the scene with Matt and Elaine together. It's Matt and every other woman. <laughs> no, no, I, I like the scene between them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't like the like paragraph preamble about how attractive she is. Where he's like, "Oh, she's put on some weight. She's so hot." No, I like thinner women now. And I was like, "This is this is weird." And like, yeah. it just wasn't necessary no, for no, the scene. He is trying way too hard. Uh, um, Arazu Kashevapur. Uh, well, he's a married man who never got a wedding night. Thank you. Welcome back to the nerd True. table. I don't know if Sanchen have wedding nights, so that might, you know. Fair, fair, yeah. fair, fair. But yeah, you're you're right. He didn't get he didn't get the wedding night. He didn't get the honeymoon. We recorded a podcast for our wedding night. We did. I think it's it's still online. You can go listen to the podcast we recorded the night of our wedding. No, it's on Patreon only. We never posted it. Like that we was should like, post that publicly. I don't know. We, we were, should listen to it and see what's in it. Yeah, we I have were no idea so what's in awkward it. back then. Is that it's really only Patreon only? I'm pretty sure, yeah, because oh, okay. we were doing specific Patreon only podcasts mm. at the time um, around the nerd table. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, Joji, welcome to the nerd table. Thank you, Joji. Um, but yeah, no, uh, yeah. And, and like, this isn't, I, I don't want this to come across as me, like, sitting here just shitting on Robert Jordan, because that's not what this is. It is just, um, I, I just want to acknowledge some of the reasons why 
the enjoyment for the reading has picked up so much for me. Yeah. And, and this is a subjective thing. There are going to be people totally. who do not like how how Brandon Sanderson writes. Yeah. And there's going to be people who things like the Matt chapters are going to be such a detriment to the books that they're not going to enjoy them. And I, I you're you're not wrong. And I'm not wrong, right? Like, yeah. our subjective enjoyment of these books is why I think Book Club is interesting and why we do the reactions, even for shows that maybe we don't love a thousand percent, is to be honest about our opinions about creative media, which I think is so valuable in a environment where so much of the content around content is you have to be positive you have to be like hyper positive or you have to be hyper negative and there's no in between and I think that what we try and do is have a really honest in between of like even if I love this show 10,000% I'm still gonna be honest about the thing about it I don't like yeah and I I loved Robert Jordan's writing Robert Jordan's writing got me back into reading this book club got me back into reading every week which I think is such a great thing for my brain yeah and I'm so grateful for the community that we've built but then at the same time like that it fell off for me and it, it became a slog for me personally, as well as, you know, the slog of the books. Yeah. And I'm so back in this world because of Brandon Sanderson's different approach. Mm-hmm. And whether that's because uh, I just, it was kind of the same writing over and over again. And it's just having a different author's writing is a breath of fresh air for the fact that I was only reading Wheel of Time and the occasional Star Wars book for a while. Maybe. That might be a part of his as well. Maybe. I don't want to discount that. But, um... Yeah, it's just it, it was really interesting this week to to be so in love with um really simple scenes again just because I really I noticed the point of view differences this week a lot and it, yeah. it drew me in. Yeah. Yeah, I feel yeah. Um I will say before we get into it. Yeah. Guys, this timeline is a mess. Uh, and it, this week was tough because of that. Yeah, I was like, I'm sorry, where, when, what? It is the thing that doesn't work in this book. Is like there's I don't I I don't actually agree that it doesn't work because once I understood it, I was like, okay, this makes sense. I don't love it, but I think it's <clears throat> fine. Like, for, for me personally, I could see it, like, p- people being like, that doesn't work for me. But uh, I just want to be honest. For me, like, it wasn't, I wasn't like, no, this this doesn't work. I was just kind of a bit confused, and then I was like, oh, no, I get it. Here's the thing. I it, it, The reason why I say it doesn't work isn't because I think that it, like, is, I, I it, like, takes me out of the book so much I can't enjoy it. yeah. It doesn't work because I I legitimately don't know when things are happening. Mm-hmm. Like I I actually don't I don't know when things are. Yeah. And part of it is they'll like cut to Rand and he's clearly post the the mountain, and then they'll cut back to Elaine and she's like, oh, I don't know that Egwene is the Amaryllis seat, but Matt is here. Like I have no idea when the events of this book are taking place. Yeah. At all. And, like, I get it, and it's fine, and, like, I'm able to enjoy the chapters and the individual plot lines I like. Mm-hmm. But, like, when Egwene and Elaine are having a conversation, and it feels like, to me, they are in completely different timelines, I I do struggle with that a little bit. Totally valid. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, let's get into it. This is Chapter 8, The Seven Striped Last, Towers of Midnight, penultimate book. I finally said the word. Let's go. You have to <clears throat> fit it into every single episode. Matt looks at every woman's tits in all of Camelin, and most of them, pretty, pretty good. good. Next chapter. <laughs> no, no, no. There's more to it than that. No, um, I, know, I know, I know. We find out that he wrote a letter uh, to Elaine. Uh, she hasn't responded yet, but that's fine. Uh, Matt is kind of, he's, you know, he's waiting around with that letter from uh, Varen, uh, and he's mostly just like playing dice, doing some shit. Uh, when he is hears from a man in a tavern that there was a body. There was a murder. A murder. Uh, and, yeah, the, the throat was ripped out and all the blood was gone. And Matt's like, wow, that sounds familiar. Uh-oh. Does he? Yeah. I've never heard of this before. No? No. 
I would suggest reading um, The Wheel of Time, actually. I've heard it's very long. It is very long. I've heard it's very long. And I've yeah. heard that, you know, there's not a lot of gay men in it. It's mostly just a lot of, like, very bisexual women. You know what? You can just add your own headcanon. Yeah. You know, like, uh, hey, um, Matt and um, Tom Ains probably, like, having a good time. Knocking boots, as they say. Yeah, you, uh, when you're in the army, you get lonely. So he freaks out and goes and finds Tom. Tom is performing like a madman. You know, he's gigging. He's he's straight gigging all over town. I don't <clears throat> like that. Gigging? Yeah, it sounds... Like giggity? Uh, yeah, it Do you just have, sounds... like, quagmire PTSD? No, I didn't really watch Family Guy. I don't mean from watching the show. I mean from how that was every boy's sense of humor for, like, four years. Yeah, that's probably it, actually. <laughs> like, but, but, like, really, like, there was a point where, where like, every boy was, like, was giggity. giggity. And you're like, okay, I get it. Like, Yeah. I'm glad Giggity kind of died. Same. It's better now that it's, like, occasional, you know? Yes. You throw it in there every once in a while. It's a lot funnier. Yeah. But, no, mm-hmm. he's straight gigging. And uh, they go back to they go back to the camp. I love that Tom throws a knife at him and is like, "Oh, sorry, I didn't recognize you for a moment." He thought he was still in his coin. Okay. Like, Look, I'm telling you right now, don't try and steal. Don't fuck with Tom Maryland. If, if a person, whether they are performing, whether they are unhoused, if they've got mm-hmm. a cup in front of them, don't try and steal that from them. That person wants that money more than you do, and they will, they will, they will beat the shit out of you. <laughs> I, I promise you. Uh, leave them alone. Uh, unless you're giving them money, which, mm-hmm. uh, and they, uh, they go back to the, uh, camp where Teslin comes over and is like, yo, I gotta go. Uh, I gotta go to the White Tower. And he's like, all right. I gotta go. Uh, and, uh, she, she apologizes. She says that he's great. It's, it's like actually like. It's like a good scene. It's, it's almost like some of the I said I are human beings. Yeah, yeah. It was so strange. It was, it was great. And, like, I love that, I, I love that Tesla is a, is a red, like, because the reds are always, like, evil. Other than Pivara. Mm-hmm. Every other red that mm. we've encountered. Oh, and I guess, like, Sylviana, even though she kind of was, like, viewed as evil at first because she was the one, like, beating Elaine. But, like, I, I like when when the reds act like human beings as well. Mm-hmm. And, and don't just hate men. Like, I was thinking about this, and I was like, the reds feel almost like the Hufflepuff of this world in a way where it's like what the the, you, the prerequisite to being a red is hating men. Like you know, like how does that feel like a Hufflepuff? It, it just it's like the, the extra pre, stuff. No, the prerequisite to being a Hufflepuff is nobody else wants you. Well, but that's kind of what it is, right? If you're a if you're a white, you're like logical and like cool and calm, collected. If you're a brown, you're like a researcher. Like all the other ones have like very like clear cut useful things, and the reds hate men. See, I disagree. I think the greens are the Hufflepuffs. Well, I guess because there's no like battles. I, the greens are where you go if you want to like get high with a bunch of hot dudes <laughs> and just have orgies. Yeah, that is Hufflepuff to a T. The Reds are Slytherin. They're just, ambitious and they hate anyone who isn't them. I, I, it just felt like the leftover. Like, okay, we need we need one more, and we need a personality trait for them, and their personality is they hate men. I, I'm just saying that like Teslin feels like a nice like refresh mm. from 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 that. Um, and so did Pavara, but we haven't seen Pavara in a very long time. And also, Pavara is not interacting with men. It was nice to see Teslin interacting with Matt and not yeah. hating his guts. Uh, Troy, thank you for that super chat. Giggity jokes in this economy. You got it. 
I will end this podcast. <laughs> this will be the final episode. This is it. The Nerdy Rooter Book Club is over. I turn this car around. <laughs> All right, Dad. I will cancel episodes. We're not going to Disney. Minute. No, uh, we are going to have to move the schedule on, though, so pay attention to that. Uh, we are going to have to cancel three weeks from today. Two weeks cancel? from today? I thought we were doing, like, early. Maybe. We're going to see. Yeah, it depends on our internet. Yeah. We're yes. going to be in L.A. for 10 days, so um, at great time for the roleplay replay. Uh, so we might have to move one episode, but it's fine. Yeah, it, it we'll might. We'll still get Towers of Midnight done before the relay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Just and so, keep an eye on the schedule. Join the Discord. Matt is as pleasantly surprised by Teslin's uh, behavior as, as, as I was. As we are. Uh, so he's like, you know what? Fine, you can have horses. I'm not going to be a dick about it, uh, mm-hmm. even though... We find her kind of is. But uh, no, he's he actually is like... With the horses? No. W- no, no, no. With something else. With Jolene. Yeah. yeah Later. No, no. Not with Tesla. No, no, no. With Jolene. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, it's it's sweet. And um, no, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed this a lot. Mm-hmm. It was it was fantastic. The problem is, uh, Corin says just pre-record the recap. The problem is the recap will be uh, like weeks later. So it, that, it it's not the right yeah, time. Yeah, wrong. Yeah, wrong book club. Uh, so yeah. So then he goes to his tent because he's tired and uh, he smells blood because Matt um, is a vampire now. No, you Canonically. can smell blood. Can you smell blood? Yeah. Can you though? In like that time where Matt probably like everything just smells terrible. I mean, yeah. If an uh, an entire body was like bleeding out on your floor, I feel like that's a lot of blood. Yeah, I don't know. Not that I've ever been in a room with, like, a dead body that's bleeding out. I just imagine. My understanding of medieval times is that everything just smelled awful all the time. So I feel like sure. it would just smell, you would probably just smell horse manure. But, like, inside the tent, But it, it doesn't go be, inside like, the tent. He goes, he smells it while he's still outside the tent. No, no, he opens the tent flap and he smells blood. Oh. And then he ducks. Got him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, cool, yeah, cool, yeah. Cool, The goal I misunderstood. There. I thought he was, like, like at the door, and it's just, like... No, no, yeah. He, like, opened the tent flap, and it kind of, like... That was like, oh, shit, and so he ducked. Very lucky, guys. Matt, I don't know if you know, that's very lucky. Um, and he fights the golem. He's, like, practiced with his Ashandarai. He's, like, put it on the thing, and yeah, I was, like, I, But, sure? like, how does that work? I don't know. I, that, I don't know. I was just kind of, like, cool. And Matt, Matt... And, and we'll get to the we'll get to how he's gonna kill the golem later, right? Um, Elaine's obviously gonna help him with that. But that Matt, yes, because I think I think Elaine's going to turn the tip of his Ashandarite into whatever that is. I think she's gonna give him the ability to kill the golem. Oh, I just figured. I I, I don't know. I figured she'd like. I don't know. I feel like the Ashandarite is like a special weapon that like probably couldn't be altered. Like it feels like it's made of some kind of power. So I just thought she would like make a knife or something for him to like sure, or that. the last minute. That too. I, I, I just don't if... understand what tying the necklace to the spear, how that helps him. Yeah, I mean it kind of like yeah, I I didn't really I wasn't able to visualize it in my head, but I was yeah. like it's fine it works. Well, and he says that the the Ashandarai cut the leather cord and I was like but then how did it stay on? I I found all of this yeah. very confusing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like I'm, I'm imagining he just like wrapped it around and it was kind of like swinging off of the thing. Off of a blade, though. Off of like just under the blade. Yeah, that's Maybe? what I thought too. But then I'm like, how do you hit the? How do you hit the golem with it? So Matt fights the golem. Anyways, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I just this whole fight was very confusing to me to read. Uh, but the golem is very scary. 
Other than the fact that it like it comes and goes at the speed of like, plot. Well, yes. Although we do find out that now Matt is the most wanted out of anyone. My master wants you dead the most. Mm-hmm. So the golem's actually trying now, I guess. As opposed to before when the golem wasn't trying? Well, I think the golem was like being used more sparingly to like go after. Like it seemed like it was probably intended for like the the big three. Um, but then they were like, yeah. no, we want Matt dead most of all. I, so This gets into a problem I have with long running stories mm-hmm. is that there are times where you have to acknowledge that you've been goofing. And the golem, the golem is acknowledging for the audience, I've been goofing. Yeah. You know who else who's been goofing? Slayer. Like these char- these characters have so much power. Same with the Forsaken, right? And this this gets into my issue with all of the villains in this series. Mm-hmm. Of their, they seem super weak because they're fucking around. Well, because there's so many characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Meaning you have to spend a lot of time with each of them to flesh them out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then so in the characters that are in the background, particularly the villains, also need to feel like the same amount of time is passing for them. Yeah. And that's really difficult to do. I think sometimes it works. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's like, uh, the golem is just, it's, it's around, and now it's back. Like, it's fine. You acknowledge it, you move on. There's, there's, I don't know if there's anybody who's, like, perfect at that. I think that that's really, really hard to master. It, it is. I, I just think that this series is particularly weak at that. I, I think the more so than any other fantasy series that I've ever read, I think that the way in which the villains are used in this series is detrimental to the storytelling. Yeah, it's not your um, favorite. Uh, particularly, like, with the goal I'm with Slayer, right? Like, Slayer was finally mentioned again. Yeah. But it's been, like, five books, and the last time we saw well, him, he, he killed somebody. two random people while they were sleeping. Yeah, I was like, what? And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, Slayer's just, like, murdering people in their beds, I guess. Yeah. Because he doesn't know who he's killing. Slayer so, like, is the one that feels the weirdest to me, because mm-hmm. he, like, was there in, like, book six, I think? Was it... Six or Book maybe seven. Seven was the last time we saw him. Uh, yeah, like se- yeah. like it, it's been like a while, and so th- yeah, Slayer is the one that just feels really weird to me because I'm like, okay, well, what the fuck have you been doing? Slayer also definitely works for Morden. Yes. So Slayer's got to been up to something. I know Slayer was murdering a bunch of wolves, but Perrin hasn't mentioned that in a long time. So yeah, uh, yeah that that's the one that like feels weird. But well, but, um, but Pat and Fane is the same to me. The last time we saw Pat and Fane, well, I mean, obviously we saw him in the prequel of this book. But, you know, like, Pat Fane just kind of, like, comes and goes. Like, the these characters... The thing Fane, though, is that because he's a little off his rocker, he's kind of bopping around doing things. I can justify that in my head. I'm like, he's he's all over the place. Like, and he's not beholden to somebody who is incredibly intelligent being mm-hmm. like, go... Like, the Golam is like, you go here and do this task. But Fane is, Fane is beholden to his own sense uh, his own desires and Which we are told are he's kinda... very tunnel visioned about the th- the three and especially rand right and so yeah look yeah. i i, I yeah. again like it, it it is fine it is what it is yeah i, I just think that like right now these vil- th- this scene in particular with the golem literally being like but now i'm actually coming for you i was like so before we were goofing okay fine moving on Which like is, it yeah. just is we're moving on okay. we acknowledge that this is a little bit silly and we're moving on yeah um but it, it, you know it, it is kind of the issue that i have with all of these villains is mm-hmm. that the the ones who the ones who disappear for long stretches of time are the only ones that stick around and anyone that actually tries to fight our heroes just dies 
Um, and that there's there's kind of not really an in between. Yeah. And it is what it is. Yeah. Um, Olver is not dead. If you were worried for a moment, uh, I mean, I wasn't. I feel, feel like that would have been like that would have been a weird tonal shift from Matt um, talking about boobies in the town, and then. Coming to find Olver dead, that would have been like a fucking, like, whoo! Uh, Olver's not dead. It's yeah, fine. well, but also that would be so unsatisfying. Oh, because yeah. Because yeah. Brigitte has not realized that Olver is Guide Alcane yet. Do we, do we still think that? Yes, they don't, you don't spend this much time being like, hey, she falls in love with the ugliest fucker in the world, and then introduce the ugliest fucking child ever to exist. Yeah. And have him be pulled into a Taviran randomly in the middle of town one day. And then, like, it would, it, it's, it is going to be, if he's not Guy Kane, it is going to be so fucking weird. It would be weird. weird. Yeah, it would, but, but it is also weird that Brigitte is a fully grown person and No, because she got tribe. pulled, no, because she got pulled out wrong. No, I know, but, but it goes into the weird, like, Twilight thing where Jacob, like, imprints on an infant. And it's like, no, no, it's totally platonic until they're of age. Like, it's just like Oh, I don't think weird, they get together. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, no, 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 no. I thought they were like faded by the wheel to always get together. No, because Brigitte's not faded anymore. Oh. Uh, no, no. I think okay. that when she discovers that Olver is Geidel, it is going to be devastating because she's going to know that she is not part of that cycle anymore. And so she, like, he is no longer faded to her because she is outside of fate now. Hmm. By getting pulled out of the cycle, she loses that. Oh, I, I think it's going to be emotionally fucking awful when right. she realizes that. That is Geidel, and we will never again be what we once had, and she can't even because remember she what she once had. Turned out by the wheel, yeah. Like those memories are going away on her. Yeah, yeah. Right, and so I yeah. think I don't. I don't think I don't think she's gonna be like when you're 18. We're gonna. And that's what I was like. That's yeah. like that's weird. I really hope we don't get into like that. I don't know. I don't mm. know. Yeah. It's yeah. But but like and even in this section like um I, is it Tom that says like oh no Oliver is definitely gonna be a like he's growing up to be a soldier, uh, or a, like a career soldier, like th- th- there's just that element of it where you're like oh yeah 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 this is a part of yep yeah this character he's he's born to be this because he's yeah and th- we also know that a third person goes to the Tower of Genji. Do you think Oliver goes? Because if Olver goes into this weird other plane of existence, right, where the um, the elves are, what the fuck are they called? Elfin, elfin things. Where where those things are, maybe like Olver, like I don't know, gets magically like, rem- re- like get, gets all those memories, like like has like a like snap moment. Mm-hmm. If he, like, goes to that other plane of existence, because I don't really understand what that plane of existence is. Um, we know that the third goes. It's probably Noel, but I think, like, overgoing would be really interesting. Um, or him going will fuck up the whole plan. Um, yeah. Because he's, like, he's very determined, you know? He's he's stuck around. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, Joe, thank you so much for that super chat. Uh, caught up to start a gathering storm. Sympathy for your meta log and meta slog in the slog. Nerdy, great to see you rising back out. Brings binging, binging softens pain. Yeah, it definitely was harder because we spread it out over weeks. But like, no, that's not it. Reading it, reading it faster would not make it more interesting. No, I think that like having to stop and talk about it every every section. It was like 
still kind of have the same problems. Like, if, like we were adding on to the slog because we had to, like, talk about it. I don't agree that that would make my enjoyment of the books more. No, I think it made it worse. Like, I think... No, no, no I'm saying I'm reading faster. I don't think, like, reading the books faster would have made me enjoy the writing more. Like, my issue, my issue with it wasn't that I wanted to get to the next thing and I had to wait. My issue was actively, while I was reading it, going, I don't like these decisions. Yeah, okay. Right? Like, like the no matter how fast I read these books, the things that I don't like about them are still in the books. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, the, the elements of the slog where you're just kind of sitting there, like, especially, you know, and, and stuff that we've talked about on the show over and over and over again, to the point where people are probably sick of hearing about it, right? Right, right. Um, We're not going to get I've seen it, the comments. But... You're sick of hearing about it. But, like, you know, like, the, reading all of those spankings faster for me does not make me sit there and go, you know what, the number of spankings in this isn't as detrimental to the reading experience because I got through them. Uh, they, you're just condensing no, the spankings I, together. No, I just think that, like, stopping to talk and think about it, for, for my experience anyways... Definitely made it worse. Whereas I could have kind of just breezed through and that could have been like a wash. But stopping, talking about it, breaking it down, like... Oh, it definitely could have been a wash, but it wouldn't be better. Yeah, yeah, like, that's fair. Like, yeah. m- ignoring something to me isn't a better experience. Or, yeah. or like, or like glazing over it. Yeah, no, I, 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 I yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was, Snow guys, Wolf, uh, thank you for joining time. the Nerds. <gasps> Snow Wolf, hello! It's good to see you. Welcome to the Nerd Table. Um, but no, but I, I have that same thing, like, you know, with, with seasons of television that I don't like in shows that I really like. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll binge through them if I'm doing a rewatch, mm-hmm. but they're, they're not, like, better because I'm just getting through them faster. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I think that, like, I, but that, that's also me as a person. Like, sure. when I love something, I love it wholeheartedly. I, I, like, live and breathe it, and it becomes a part of who I am. And when I don't, I, I reject it wholeheartedly. And I think that, like, the that, that's just how my brain works. And I think that what is interesting about us and our reactions is that I am not a normal-brained person. And we are both neuro spicy. Yeah. And, and I think that like I And have, I think we attract neuro spicy people. Yeah. But I, I I'm I run very hot and cold on things where like if I think it's brilliant, I will like scream it from the top of a mountain because I want everyone to know how brilliant I think it is. Yeah. If you've watched my The Flash review, like I is the Flash the worst movie ever made? No. Uh but if you watch that review, you might think that I think that it is because I I I I, I there's there's not a lot of middle ground for me. I either love things or I, I like really detest the fact that I spent time on them. And yeah, 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 yeah. I, I I know that about myself. I and get like that. if people want a different experience from that, if people want people who have more like uh, I didn't I didn't like it, but I don't care mm-hmm. opinions. I, there's other channels and they'll give you that um, experience. My this is how I experience the world. I run very hot yeah. and I run very cold. That's why it took me forever to find someone to be in a relationship with for a significant amount of time because most people I dislike. Um, I'm very kind to them. I'm not, like, mean, but, like, I don't want to spend that much time around most people. Yeah. Um, his, his mom told, before we got married, Nerdy's mom was like, yeah, I was always just really worried because I just never thought he would find anybody that he liked enough. And I was like, "Yeah, thanks. And I, But, like, and that's how I experience the world, and that's why I like yeah. sharing my experience. Yep. Um, and I'm, I'm glad that some people like that. And I also know that other people don't like that. And, and everyone's is going to be totally different. I'm just confused about the people who don't like it still watching it. <laughs> like, why are you, 
Just go away. That, yeah, that's that's. <laughs> if this is a bad experience for you, why are you here? Uh, but whatever. Um, <clears throat> let's keep going. Um, uh, Matt uh, finds a bunch of dead bodies. He fights the golem, uh, and then no, no, the, it's just the just the three. Uh, look, three bodies is a bunch of dead bodies to me. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. I, I don't know. I don't know how many dead bodies to you are a bunch, but three. There if I walked more. into a room and there were three dead bodies, I would be like, "That's a bunch of dead it would bodies." Say that it's a few. A bunch <laughs> is four or more. <laughs> What? Sorry. No, it's, it's it's not a bunch. It's three dead bodies. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry, I will be uh, more specific. Uh and then the golem is like, uh I'm allowed to come I'm allowed to kill you now, but but to but today I'm not going to do that. Today I'm going to run away. He's like I'm still in the yeah, the golem is still not allowed to draw too much attention to himself. So that's kind of how Matt gets What what does that mean? He's out of here. He's He's fighting in the middle of the fucking camp. The, the the golem the golem was like the plot doesn't want us to do this yet, and so I'm gonna run away, even though I should probably do this now, because I'm here and you and I are fighting each other. So the golem tells Matt that he's gonna go to fucking Ebu Dar and kill his wife, uh, because that makes more sense than just fighting Matt right now when he's right in front of you, and uh, he fucks off. Uh, he also mentions Tom and he mentions um. Was it Tom Maines? He mentioned some people, but he doesn't, he specifically doesn't mention Olver. Yeah. Which is another reason why I think Olver is Gaidel Kane, because... He's tied to the wheel. He's tied to the wheel. Yeah. And the golem isn't allowed to go after Olver because of some other bullshit. Or he, like, can't for some reason. Yeah. Or, yeah. because he's a, a, a hero of the horn, Olver has, like, some kind of, like... like Aura. Or, 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 um, or, a, or a place in the prophecies that Morden has... Oh, and Olver oh. needs to be somewhere later on. Oh, right? the prophecies, interesting. Well, I just I thought right, was, there's a whole book of them that we haven't read. Yeah, and so I was like, oh, maybe could because Morden send the golem. Maybe Olver has a place in that that we don't know about yet. Interesting. I, I wouldn't have thought that until recently, yeah. but now that we have this, it's like, oh, okay. So there's there's got to be a reason. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, uh, so Matt uh, tells his peeps, he's like, hey, the golem is uh, here, so mm -hmm. we're going to go hunt it down. Uh, Lopin is one of those dead. Uh, the sad. manservant. Um, yes, very sad. Matt uh, can no longer take care of himself. And the, the, the thing that I find so fascinating about it is that um, Matt complains about Lopin so much, and it literally is like two days of beard growth. That causes him to totally, like, bounce back. And I'm like, does Brandon Sanderson not grow facial hair? Because he might not. But your beard doesn't itch until, like, day six. I wouldn't. Like, know. you don't feel it on day two. I thought it had been, like, a week. I thought it was, like, a week's worth of growth. Oh, that would make more sense. I thought it was, like, the next day. I was like, you're, it doesn't... No, I think we jumped a few days. Okay, I missed the jump in a few days. Because I was literally like, Matt, like... What what kind of beard growth itches on day like one or two? Maybe everyone has different beard itch levels. I don't know. Some people is like day two or three, fuck no, but day six, fine. I, I'm guessing I don't. I'm know. usually fine by day six, but it's like day four or five, maybe like the morning of day six. That's where it's like tough, right? A wheel of time week is ten days. By day ten, you're not itchy anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. And so as a bearded boy, this this bugged me. I was like, this he 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 shouldn't be itchy here. Yeah, it's too I soon. Wouldn't know. So yeah. <laughs> I was like, sure. Uh, yeah, it just I was I was a little, you know. 
the, it, it, it it took me out of it much in the same way that like the the frozen ice sequence took me out of it. Oh yeah, yeah. With yeah, Egwene, yeah. where I was like, like that's not how that's not how ice works. Survive. Uh, Patrick, thank you for that super chat. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, so Matt uh, basically is like, gonna stay to a different inn every night, try and confuse the golem, trying to protect people, and then Jolene is like, hey, we're gonna leave, can we get some horses? And Matt's mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah, I already told Teslin that you could, so get out of, get out of here. And, and he's so, he's so nice though. He's so nice. He gives he Jolene is. a box of sweet buns. Is that in this chapter? Is that the start of the next one? I Isn't this remember. when they leave? I think he. Sh- this is when she's like, we're going to return to the White Tower. Sure, sure, And sure, then sure, maybe sure. it's the next one, but uh, yeah. Joe, thank you for that super duper also, chat. Also, Patrick and Darren, thank you for that super chat. Yeah, Both of you. Yeah. You did? I missed that one, sorry. Uh, Joe, thank you for that. Uh, a lot of dead bodies. This sounds like one of those, how many people does it take to make an orgy arguments? It's disturbing. Uh, you can't have an orgy until five. Five? Yeah. Because if it's four, it's two couples. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's got to be five. Yeah. An orgy requires it to be more than two couples. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, even, and here's the thing, they don't have to be couples, but if it's four people, you have two pairs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. An you orgy gotta doesn't have start till five. to yeah. connect them, you yeah. know? Yeah, 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 that's fair. Uh, Matheny, thank you for that super duper chat. And Sammy as well. Uh, the grime is a misconception spread by pop culture. They did care about hygiene back then. Also, Wheel of Time is not in a medieval setting. Wrestle my keyboard back from my smart ass cat. Hi, Sammy. Um, I'm not sure what you mean by a misconception. I uh, things smelled worse. Yeah, like I think we, it's we just... know that we we know how much partially because we know how much effort went into oils and perfumes. like smelling salts and perfumes to yeah. hide how bad things. Smelled. I don't think it's that things were like dirty, but it, it took a lot more effort to like get things. Clean. Matt is also in like, a soldier's camp where it's it's gonna smell like shit. Yeah, I'm assuming like the camp would not smell. I don't know like if you've it. ever been to a Renaissance fair nowadays. They yeah. smell bad. Yeah, I, I'm not saying that like they weren't hygienic because you'd have to be right. It, diseases were just a lot more common. Yeah. You would want to make sure that it was clean. But yeah, I, from what I understand, like it wouldn't smell very good. I I mean I worked on a farm, y'all. Like in 2010, yeah. no 2009. W- w- there is no amount of cleanliness that cures animal stink. I'm sorry. It just, it doesn't exist. Yeah, the horses. If you've only ever lived smell. in a city, I think that you might have that perception of like, oh, it can't be that bad. When you live on a farm, it smells for miles. You can smell the farm three miles down the well, road. Well, and we would rehearse above the fucking barn yeah. at Young Canadian. Oh my God. Some days it was fucking brutal. Yeah, I know, these, I know these nasty. people wash themselves. I'm not saying they're, like, dirty. I'm just saying that it's going to fucking stink in that camp. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, but, no, I, I, you're right about the hygiene part of it. We were just commenting more on, like, the smell. I, I, I literally just said horse stink. I, I, would, I wasn't even saying Matt smelled himself. I literally just said <laughs> horses. Oh, well, and when also. You, when you put hundreds of horses together, it reeks. It's, it's yeah, it's, it's not my favorite. Yeah. I'm sure some people are like, nah, it's fine. But. Yeah, and if you have lines of horses shitting next to your camp that shit that shit wafts man it yeah. goes for you you that you can smell that camelin that everyone is a league away everyone in camelin can smell that horse tank i promise you it is it is it's a lot yeah yeah it's not it's not pretty uh we get to uh chapter what <laughs> jay abbott says i grew up on a farm we called that smell country perfume it was everywhere all the time country perfume huh 
Yeah. Uh, Arzu, thank you for five gifted membos. <gasps> Arzu, thank you so much. Welcome to the nerd table. Let's uh, to go. all of those people, including Takuna. Thank you for gifting one to Hell the mods. Yeah. We to got the mods. some green in the chat. Let's go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you for that. Uh, we get um, the chapter after the taint, which was very interesting. Um, we get a Perrin chapter. Mm -hmm. Perrin's inspecting. Yeah, so after the taint comes the butthole, right? That's what I said. You stole my joke. Did you say that just now? No, I said that yesterday. Okay, well, you didn't say it on the show, <laughs> and if you don't say it on the show, it doesn't count. It's fine. I just take What's credit. yours is mine. You know what? Marriage. Marriage. You're right, you're right, you're right. Marriage is what brings us together today. Um, after the taint comes the butthole is just the part that got cut. That should have been the stream title, but we definitely would have been demonetized. Yeah, they've been trying to... The book club has been demonetized a lot lately. We get a little um, spicy. Yeah. Little spicy. Little Not demonetized. Limited monetization. Sorry, limited. For ad suitability reasons. Can't imagine what that would be. Anyways, what? the smart corner, the white cloaks. Yeah, uh, they've got their they've got Gil and their people, and it's not a good time. Um, but Grady is like, hey, the they, they don't have channelers, right? Mm -hmm. They don't have Ashman or Isidai, like so. We have a huge advantage over them. Like they're gonna get fucked. Yeah, I was really disappointed by uh, Galad in this chapter. Um, I think that Galad is. Here, okay, so so uh, Perrin is basically walking around his camp. He's just hanging out with people. Uh, it uh, oh, and the 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 Ashaman and the Isidai they managed to form a circle. Yeah, so everyone's super happy about that. Good times. Uh, they're gonna send people to Kyrian. But then uh, Dane Bornhold walks up uh, with a white flag and is like, "Hey, uh, the Lord Captain Commander wants to meet with you. Uh, just down the road a little bit. Quick talk. He promises safety. No big deal, right?" And uh, you can bring your Ashman, or you can bring your Aes He doesn't know about the Ashman. It doesn't matter. Just come hang out. Uh, and Perrin is like, okay, sure. Yeah, I'll do it. Don't tell Fayul. Well, I'll tell her if there's going to be a more formal parlay, but for now, I'm just going to go have a quick talk, which I think is the right call, because uh, I think that Fayul would have gummed up the works here a little bit. But um, Galad sending Dane Bornhold to me is bad leadership. Yeah. Because Bornhold has a personal vendetta yeah. against Perrin. Like, I'm sure Bornhold insisted, but Galad should have been like, no. Yeah. No. The, you don't send the person who is so personally attached. And I, I think that Galad is making a lot of decisions here because of Bornhold's emotional connection to the situation. Here's the thing. That is going to either get a lot of people killed yeah. or he's going to get lucky. I but there's think, no in between. I think that the author sent... Bornhold, so that Perrin could have this tie to to the White Cloaks back from book one, right? Like, like, because they 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 make that connection a lot. Oh, I have to finish what I start. Like this yeah. thing from my past, I need to like deal with. And so I think that Bornhold was there mostly for like the symbolism of it. Even though I don't think that he is a good choice. For like that, Galad should have sent. Like, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I I understand. I understand that. Um, Turbox says, does Galad know that Bornhold is emotional at this time? Yes. Bornhold said that man killed my father. Yeah. So I would assume so. I think he would. Uh, yeah. I think, I think I think Galad can put those two things together. Um. Yeah. No. I I just I I think that Galad is really Galad comes out of this looking so much worse. 
than the last than time he we previously said. did. I know. He I seemed know. so reasoned and level headed, and like he was doing the right, genuinely doing the right thing in a way that was trying to benefit the last battle. And now it's no longer uh, about benefiting the last mm-hmm. battle. He's like, no, we have to fight Perrin, even though Perrin has better numbers and magic users. Like, they're all gonna, he's just gonna get everybody killed. Yeah. And I didn't understand that because I thought the goal was to go towards the last battle. And Perrin even tells him, I, I'm, I, like, I'm going to the last battle. Like, I'm like, bro. Well, and, and Galad also hears, like, in that, in their interaction, because Perrin goes, and they have an interesting conversation where Galad makes an accusation, and Perrin says, oh, your sources are not reliable. Yeah. And Galad goes, nah, I believe him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just doesn't question it at all. All right, dude. Cool. Yeah. And then, and and then obviously, as we go through these chapters, Perrin keeps being like, I want to have a deeper conversation before we fight. And Galad's just like, nah, we're fighting. Nah, we fighting. And I don't... I think, like, maybe worried about being manipulated, or I, I'm not Which, really sure. But Galad is in such a weak position going into this fight. But they also believe in the light so hard mm-hmm. that, like, Galad should believe that the light will guide him in those conversations and that he won't get manipulated. So I, I don't really, like, mm-hmm. yeah, right? No, like, 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 Galad should be able, because he is blessed by the light, to differentiate yeah. and mm-hmm. not get sucked into the shadow. Like, I just. The, the way that they think about the light and how it protects them in a way is sometimes used and sometimes is just like, nah, forget about that. Um, so th- that that one's a bit wishy-washy to me, but... Um, I was also kind of hoping it would come up. I was hoping he'd be like, you killed Bornholt's father. <laughs> and Perrin would be like, yeah. no. Yeah, I, right? I didn't. I was there, like, but I not... didn't do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Daishan says, Glad may also have misconceptions about people with golden eyes. I guess I, I just like but I never heard of it before. He's like <laughs> sees something different and is like evil must be. It has to be the only explanation for it. Uh, speak easy. Welcome back to the nerd table. Uh, I like the contrast of Perrin and Galad here. Both want to do it right, but Perrin thinks about what's right first. Galad seemed to trust his gut. Sure, I just think that like. Uh, yeah, I, I just I, I I was hoping that Galad was going to come off a little smarter. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it seems he seemed very he seemed very like and not logical. Well, and it seemed a little bit like I got to do this for my bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he was he's just he's so influenced yeah. by Bornhold. Yeah. In this, and it was just a little bit disappointing. I I would have preferred a version of this where Galad was a little bit more um was a little bit more inquisitive, honestly. Yeah, and I think I think what's gonna happen mm-hmm. is in the wolf dream, Perrin sees this like signet ring. Sorry, one. Oh no, you read that. You read this. Sorry, sorry, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Perrin, uh, Perrin sees the signet ring. I think that that's gonna be Galad's signet ring or whatever. He's gonna mention it, and Morgase is gonna be like, "What?" While she's like serving. Yeah, I love that Galad doesn't also doesn't introduce himself. Yeah, no, no, he's not like my name is. Like, <laughs> they're no. like the Lord Captain Commander, and no one is like okay. Galad Damondred. <laughs> Just so that, because I, I I would love the version of the scene where Perrin is like, oh, shit, no way. Uh, you're half-brothers with my best friend Rand uh, and half-sisters with his pregnant girlfriend. Wait, that's weird. Um, you're, you're, <laughs> run the back. You're half-brothers with my best friend Rand and your half-sister is his pregnant girl. How did that happen? Wait, Gowan's not with Rand. Rand is half-brothers with Gallad. Oh, sorry, I thought you meant <laughs> and Gowan. Elaine is half-sister to Gallad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, Rand yeah. got Elaine pregnant, even though they... 
they're boop, not, boop, boop, boop. They, yeah, they're not like blood related. I love yeah, 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 yeah. Uh huh. We don't we don't talk about Bruno. Um, but no, Rand. Yeah, sorry, no. I thought you were talking about Gawain, and I was like, Gawain's not there. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Rand and Gal. Gal- no, Rand and Galad are half brothers. Yeah. Through Tigraine. Yeah. <coughs> Why do they mow the fucking lawn on Fridays? I don't know. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, just, I, I this, this conversation was interesting in that Galad was running so much more on emotion than I felt like he had been recently. And so I was just a little disappointed in him. I think that he could have come out better by being a little bit more inquisitive and by approaching the situation. You know what it is? He comes in with his assumptions rather than coming in with the intent of pulling information out of Perrin to help him in his fight. And Perrin doesn't want to, like, fight him. Like, I feel like that should be a reason that you would ask questions, right? Perrin has the larger force and the magic numbers, and he doesn't want to fight you. Well, but Glad's not worried about the magic. something. Because Glad doesn't know about the Ashaman. No, but there's probably Aes Sedai. But that doesn't matter, because the Aes Sedai can't attack him. If their lives are at stake, yes, they can. So if sure, they put yeah, the Aes yeah, Sedai yeah. on the very front lines at the charge? But, the, but, but they won't do that. The Aes Sedai would... Galad knows the Aes Sedai would never stand there. No, he does not know that. Yes, he does. He knows the Aes Sedai as well. He trained in the White Tower. He knows the Aes Sedai are not going to go stand in front of the army. No, but he knows that if the Aes Sedai are in danger, they can use the power to protect themselves. I know. He's wor- not worried about that because they're going to be in the back not doing that. Uh, maybe, maybe. He trained with he the warders. He knows know. exactly how the Aes Sedai fucking function. And no one is going to convince the Aes Sedai to go stand in a line in front of an army and take a charge. No commander on fucking Randland is going to be able to pull that shit off. Yeah. I would love it. Um, but... Perrin, Perrin did not admit to killing the White Cloaks. He, like, stiffened up or whatever. And so Galad is like, oh, no, that's true. It is true. It is true. Yeah. But, like, Galad infers from Perrin's, like, body language as opposed to what Perrin says. And so, I, like... Oh, no, no. I, and I, I think that it, it it isn't a matter of, like, the, them eventually fighting being wrong. I don't think Galad is wrong for wanting to fight here. I, I just wish that he had been more inquisitive, not towards peace, but towards... Um, I wish that his intentions seemed to be more inquisitive towards sussing out Perrin yeah. to try and figure out how to beat him on the battlefield. I'm not saying that, like, I'm disappointed that Galad is angry at Perrin. I'm yeah. saying that per- Galad brings so much emotion to this conversation that I don't think that Galad walks away with a better understanding of how to win. And here's the thing. We've seen Galad... I'm glad it closed the window. Jesus Christ. I know. That fucking lawnmower. The, uh, Galad has shown himself to be able to be cool and logical in the face of, like very emotional circumstances with Valda, mm-hmm. right? Valda was a horrible person who did terrible things to his mother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Galad was able to, you know, just, like, you know, like, pull himself together, and he doesn't do that here. It's just odd. It's just strange. Yeah. Very strange. Um, yeah, and I just, it would have been, it would have been nice to, to feel like Galad was a, a better military commander. Yeah. Whereas this made him seem like a, a good soldier. Yeah. Right? Like, he seems like a very good, like, individual battler. Yeah. But I didn't get a lot of, like, the, the, he doesn't come across the way that, like, Rodel Itoralde comes across in conversations, or Davir, uh, 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 Davram Bashir, Davram Bashir or, yeah. or Gareth Bryan, right? Where those, those men approach situations like this with the, like, intellectual intent to make their army position stronger through these negotiations. Yeah. And Galad, I, and maybe that's it. I think that I'm just disappointed that Galad betrays his immaturity in this scene. Yeah, because Galad murdered a white cloak, but Perrin killing two white cloaks, like, he has absolutely no intention of figuring out anything mm-hmm. behind that. So, yeah. 
Yeah, it's just uh, not my favorite Galad um, stuff because Galad has been like peak earlier. So it, it was a bit, it was just a noticeable dip. Uh, Wrestling says those men are also the best generals in the world of Randland. True, but Gareth Bryan also is the one who trained Galad. Yes. So I just, I, I would hope for more from him because of that. Yeah. 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 Uh, Roger Lai says Galad is way too dogmatic to be a great leader. I agree with that. Yeah, I think that that's his downfall for sure. I think that I, I want... I think he's great sometimes. I think that I want him to clean up the White Cloaks. Yeah. And I'm, I think I'm starting to realize that I don't think he's going to be able to do that. And I think that that's maybe where my disappointment comes from. It's not in the writing. I think this I think the scene is written really well. Yeah. Um, it's, it's more just a disappointment in the character. And I think that it's because my desire is for him to make the White Cloak something better. Yeah. And I don't think that that is what he's going to do. I think he's just, just going just to too make them present. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Chapter 11, an unexpected letter. Uh, Clarus, what'd you think of the letter? That Matt writes. (laughs) Will you do a dramatic reading of it? A dramatic, you know what, if I can find it. I think you can. What chapter was that? It's 11. That was 16. All right. I can can do that for sure. Oh, oh, oh. I saw the crossings out. Ladies and gentlemen. This is a dramatic reading of a letter by Matram Coffin, as read by Clarus Polarus, the rooster of the north. <clears throat> Your royal bloody pain in my back. We're waiting, we're bloody waiting here to talk to you, and we're getting <clears throat> perturbed. That means angry. Tom says that you're a queen now, but I figure that changes nothing. Since you acted like a queen all the time. Anyway, don't forget that I howled your pretty little backside out of a hole in tear. But you acted like a queen then. So, I guess I don't know why I'm surprised that now you act like one when you really are a queen. Perfect sentence structure. So, I'm thinking I should treat you like a bloody queen and send you a bloody letter and all, speaking with high talk and getting your attention. I even used my rig as a signet like it was... Proper. So here is my formal salutation. So bloody stop turning me away so we can talk. I need your bell founders. It's bloody important. Matt. P.S. Salutation means greeting. P.P.S. Don't mind the scratched out words and bad spellings. I was going to rewrite the letter, but Tom is laughing so hard at me that I want it to be done. P.P.S. Don't mind me calling your backside pretty. I hardly ever spend any time looking at it as I've... as I have an awareness that you'd pull my eyes out if you saw me, besides I'm married now, so that all doesn't matter. That was heinous to get through. This is why she makes me do all the reading on the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And also, like, things are purposefully misspelled, and so I'm, like, laughing. Like, (laughs) Um, how do you feel about the letter? I, I, I cackled. But is it good? Like, narratively? Yeah. It feels very mad. I don't know. I feel weird about it. Because on the one hand, comedically, I think that it is not terribly written for a comedy beat. But also, Matt has the memories of a million people before him and should yeah. probably be good at spelling. And Matt, it's 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 weird. It's I, I this this is so divided for me. Yeah, like, I laughed and I enjoyed it as its own thing, but, like, within the story, I was like... I don't think it's good. I don't think it's good for Matt as okay. a character. Okay. I think that it is a bad... I think that the... Because the, I, I think that it betrays so much of the character growth we've seen from 
the from him. Mm-hmm. Like I think that he's just smarter than that letter. Yeah, and he's a better manipulator than that letter. And I think that it is it it, it is comedy for the audience's sake, but not. It doesn't further Matt's intelligent strategy towards accomplishing his goals. I, I don't mind the tone of the letter. Like, honestly, I think sending Elaine a letter being like, hey, queen, I saved your ass and you're fucking ignoring me. Like, I think that the, the tone of the letter um, makes sense. But the misspelling and the poor sentence structure doesn't make sense because, yes, Matt is a farm boy, but he also has lived many, many lives and, and Matt has been in courts and been a nobleman. He's been a general. Like he's, No, no, but even before he got the memories, yeah, Matt can read. Oh, like, yeah. Like, we know that Matt can read well, because Matt has read the, read the Trials of Jane Farstrider. Yeah. No, no, but Matt, Matt reads, like, novels. Like, Matt yeah. isn't reading, like, picture books. Yeah. We know that Matt can read. Um, yeah. You talk about the letter I have to pee. Yeah, and so it's, it's, it's a weird... It, it's it's a weird comedy beat that I, I, I it, it, it took me out of it. I, I was like, at first I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. And then I was like, hmm, I don't know. I don't know that this gets across what Matt wants to accomplish here. I also think that Clara says she likes the tone of it. I think the tone would have been better if it was the second letter. But I think that it is, I think that it is the first letter. And it, I think the tone of it is a little bit strange to me considering it is the initial introduction. And it's not like Elaine has ignored him yet, right? Uh, Dale Hendrickson, thank you for that super chat. I just got here. There are dark friends everywhere saying awful things, but for now you're surrounded by friends. You're not alone. Thank you, Dale. I appreciate that. Um, it is the second letter. No, it's the first letter. He says he's going to write another letter, but it's the first letter. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I don't know. I, I think that, like, narratively, I did not like it. But I, I do, I think, like, the comedy of it's well-written. Um, I just think the, the... But the, but the letter that, okay, the letter that Elaine reads is the first letter. No, this is the first letter. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. He sent a bunch of letters before, and the Nori didn't give them to Elaine. He's contacted her several times asking for a meeting. Like, several. But this is the first letter. This is the... F- no. No. This is the letter he wrote after he got frustrated that she hadn't responded to any of his other letters. Back a card and welcome to the nerd table. I always thought Matt wrote it like that intentionally because it shows how he thinks Elaine perceives him. His tongue-in-cheek. Maybe, I don't know. It, I, I, it doesn't work for me, but... I don't know that I... I don't know that he wrote other letters. I think this is the only letter he, he wrote. Because he, he says talks, he's going to write another one if she doesn't hear back soon. No, he... Yeah, he, he wrote... He, he's contacted her because the band is there, and they were like, no, you have to wait with the other mercenaries. That and wasn't a letter, though. He So he... No, no, he's no, asked Nori to see says, her. Nori says, I'm sorry you didn't get the other letters... Because Does they, Nori say that? Yeah, and Elaine apologizes about the other letters, was like, you got lost, there were too many things. It was, like, keeping track of it all. I apologize. There is at least one other letter. Maybe more. Okay. 
but like like possibly like a, a couple of them because Matt is talking about how he's waiting to see Elaine and Elaine hasn't responded to him yet. But the, but not not because he sent a letter. He went up and like put his name on the roster to talk to her. And roster. He's been, yeah yeah. So so all of the mercenaries. Because Elaine says that when the mercenary camp show up, she doesn't want to send them away because she needs them for Tarman Gaiden. Uh-huh. And so she just says that to tell them to camp Amaya a league away, yeah. and then I will get to them so that they think that she's going to get to them soon, but she's never going to. She's like, yeah. she's like forcing them to wait. Uh-huh. That's not Matt writing a letter to her, though. Yeah, but he did write her a letter, and Nori never gave it to her. Okay. Because he just I don't, thought... I don't know that I believe that's true, but I'm, we'll, in, we'll move forward with that. It's in the book. And that, that's, yeah. That's, I agree with Sean. I think they made requests, but I don't think, I think this is the first letter he writes Elaine. There is at least one other that is mentioned. Okay. Yeah. This is, the, this is the one that Elaine gets and sees. Be Only because Nori's like, hey, there's this letter. It seems like way too familiar, so I thought I would bring it to your attention. And Elaine is like, I'm sorry. Like, it took so long. Your other letter or letters were lost. Like, were, didn't get to me. I didn't see them. Okay, we're going to move on. But if I can prove that I'm right, I will in the Discord. Sure, go for I, it. Because I don't think that's true. I think the other letters are from other people. I don't go know. Go for it. I don't go, know if go, I agree go with for this. It. Go for it. We'll get to that later, though. Um... <laughs> um but for now, we will move on with the assumption that there is another letter. <laughs> sure. Until you can, you know, it's innocent until proven guilty. You got to prove We're going to pause the show for like 20 minutes. And I'm going to go read the chapter again. And I'm going to try. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Love it. Riveting. Um, we already we already have so much reaction chapters to do, so. Ashandarai says he says in the letter that he decided to write a letter that she, since she won't meet with him. You just read that aloud. But let's. I, no, I, we can't move on from this right now. I'm sorry. It's mentioned, the other letter is mentioned by Nor- Nori and Elaine. So there are other letters. You talk I, about something else. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do with this really quick. <laughs> All right. Place your bets, folks. Place, place your bets, place your bets. Um, anyways, uh, <laughs> there's other stuff that goes on in this chapter. Um, Elaine wants to take the Kyrian Sun Throne. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if we think this is a good plan. I feel like if you want that throne, now is the best possible time to do it. No, no, I'm right. This is the first no, letter. Not. Yes, I am. So I think I'm think uh, we're bloody waiting here to talk to you, and we're getting perturbed. That means angry. That's the beginning of paragraph one. Paragraph two. So I think so. I'm thinking I should treat you like a bloody queen and send you a bloody letter and all, speaking with high talk and getting your attention. It's the first Sending letter. Sending a letter, speaking in bloody high talk, like like he's. This is the first letter. He's, no, it's they, not. No, they've made formal requests to meet her, but this is the first letter. No, no, no. Why would he write? Writing, I'm thinking I'm going to write you a letter in the second letter. He would write. I sent you a letter I'm that you thinking ignored. I would write you a letter in bloody high talk. Is, so is what, that is what one was the thought. other letter written in? This is not high talk. This is still this is no. Matt he's talk. making fun of it. Like he's like, I'm not gonna do what you expect me to do because he already wrote one that was nice and it got ignored. You think I'm gonna write you a letter in bloody high talk? No, fuck you. No, no, no. That's not what the sentence says. So I'm thinking I should treat you like a bloody queen so and send you a bloody letter and all speaking with high talk. Okay, so go to go to Nori then. Go go to Nori. Okay. Uh, because there are other letters that Nori mentions. 
No, those, those are letters from other camps, not from no, Matt. No, they're not. Yes, they are. No, they're not. The, the, the letters that Nori's talking about are the letters that this letter was in with the other people. You need to keep going. I'll find it. I'm just saying. I discounted their leader's insistence that he wasn't a mercenary, so he has contacted Nori. Yes. Well, we know that he's we know that he's on the list to talk to Elaine, but he's never written Elaine a letter before well, this Well, one. he has to write a formal request. He didn't go see Nori himself to be like, hey, bro, I want to talk to Elaine. Well, no, he probably did. He probably wrote up with fucking 20,000 people. No, they, they, they didn't. Matt, write... in the book, says, I'm going to have to write her another letter. He's only written her one letter, and it's this one. Another letter. Yes. Another. Yes. A, More than one. I am right here, and I will not be deterred from this. I don't I think there correct. is a single person on your side. <laughs> like, literally, like, um, uh, I should have brought this to you sooner. My informants told me that this group was recently in the employ of the Crown of Mirandy, so I discounted their leader's insistence that he wasn't a mercenary. Matt has insisted in his letters to Nori that he is Or to in be a conversation with Nori. He does not say that he wrote him a How letter. How would he have talked to Nori? Because he's the leader of a 20,000 person army. So? So they, you get a little bit of fucking FaceTime no. when you ride up with the giant army and they need to make sure who you are. Not they with don't the accountant of the castle. No, Absolutely with the accountant. He is the person you talk to. Absolutely not. I'm sorry. You're very wrong. This was not the second letter. Y'all can't fucking read. This is... Look, look, yes, look, look. Yes, look, yes, Let's fucking get into we, this. We are the ones that are wrong. <laughs> uh, see? Like, next he sh sh uh, next time someone claims to know me personally, at least uh, you get Brigitte's attention, right? Matt But has this is still Matt's first letter to Elaine. I am correct about that. I don't think so. He did not write another letter to Elaine. In This is the first one. It is the only one addressed to her, and it got lost in the other letters that other people wrote to her. All right, how do I put up a poll? How, 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 do, we, how do we set up a poll? If, if chat says that you're wrong, will you, will you drop it? No, they're wrong. How do I? Chat is objectively incorrect here. No, I'm sorry. Slash poll? No, that that that's how you do it in Twitch. Um. Yeah, no, Dakuna didn't work. Don't know. I, I do you know how to set up a poll? See, this is what we, the why this is why we need Dusty Wheel here. The innkeeper knows how to do polls. All right. Uh oh, start a poll. This is genuinely the is only thing I care about about this book club right now. Matt's first letter is this matt's first letter yes or no starting a poll now let's uh let's watch this one i i he says burn me i still need to talk to elaine i'll have to write her another letter stronger this time it's the first that was the only letter he sent no it wasn't it was no He's waiting outside to talk to her. He didn't put his name on, like, a list. No, he wrote up with 20,000 people. Uh-huh. And they were like, all right, and you're on the had, list. And no. We go, you, she will get to you. Go camp a league away from the city. That's what, that's what, that's how that works. And Matt would have written to be like, hey, I'm not just another mercenary. It's Matt Cawthon. He wouldn't just, like, trust the soldier. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, this is another letter, like an additional letter. He only wrote one letter. 
Yeah. Nori, Nori would have found all of Matt's letters and put them together and brought them to Elaine. No, he, he would not have been like, hey, he I found this one letter. throw them out. No, he would not. No, he would not. Yes. Nori keeps every piece of correspondence. There is a presidential library underneath the Palace of Camelot where Nori has stacks on stacks on stacks. You think he keeps you Elaine's not, fan mail? You do not throw away official correspondence to the queen in the middle of a crisis. Yeah, there's he, a lot of nutso people out he there. Has not, do you go through not, all of your Instagram DMs and keep them? Not from people who have 10,000 people outside. He, the, the, he, Matt is not... Not some random fucking popper in the streets of Camelin. He is the leader of the band of the Red Hand mm -hmm. who are camping a league outside the city. What are we talking about Elaine, here? Elaine, Elaine is on Instagram with a million followers. We're not she reading the stronger keep... letter, Bakakarn. Nori says that this is the letter he's been nah. holding on to for weeks. Bakakarn is You're right. wrong. You're all wrong. He sent one letter. No, Bakakarn is right. He sent one I, I saw, it, 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 singular letter. 79%. There was one fucking letter sent. I'm going to lose my fucking mind. It's Landon okay the DM says he's just a mercenary. He is the mercenary with the largest force outside the walls. It's he's okay not just a mercenary. Wrong. I'm not wrong. It's okay you guys wrong. are gaslighting the fuck out of it's me. Okay. And now you're being so it's condescending. Okay. <laughs> what the fuck is this? It's okay. It's gonna be fine. There were more letters. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you're not correct. I mean, 78% of people agree with me. They're wrong. Okay. It's in the text. It's in the fucking text that it is the first letter that he sent to Elaine. Maybe he wrote to Nori. Maybe he wrote to Nori. I'll grant hey, you that. Nori. But he did no. not. I, no, I, it wouldn't be to Nori. It would be to, like, to whom it may concern. You keep saying that he talked to Nori. Rustung, thank you for joining the Nargs of the nerd table. Nargs are smart, and Rustung says, I don't always agree with nerdy, but when I do, it's because Matt wrote one letter. Let's fucking go! Okay, so you have you have 33% of the vote. Is that enough to get elected? It, well, it depends how gerrymandered the state is. <laughs> Uh, Intrepid Craig, thank you. Welcome back to the nerd table. I have to write her another letter, stronger this time. So yeah, what do you think another letter means then? It means that he wrote a letter and he has to write another one, which can be the second one. Another does not mean third. What Third, what do you mean? He's writing another letter. No, he says, I'll have to write another letter. Uh -huh. And then like six hours later, Elaine is like, come to my castle. Nah. Matt does not write a letter in those six hours. It's okay. It's no, okay. I, I'm not wrong. Matt gets called to the castle on the same day that Jolene <gasps> and Teslin leave. Mm -hmm. And Nori says that he's been holding on to this letter for weeks. That one? Yes. No. Yeah, that's what Nori fucking... Oh my God. We're going to go over this. Yes, he has had it in a list, and he hasn't um, brought it to her. Joe, thank you for that super chat, G chat GPT. The letter asking Elaine for help with the dragon seemed to be presented as a unique occurrence, mainly due to its content. Uh, with the dra the one that you mean the the one that he like shows her in person. Uh, Glenn Peterson, thank you as well for the super chat. I hate this letter, Brandon. I screwed it up. Matt has written to the girls before, and it wasn't full of spelling errors. Still makes me mad. Yeah, the the letter I I'm I'm not a huge fan of the actual letter. Um I I I I I uh, I, I feel you there. I feel you there. Okay. Uh where the fuck does Nori talk? Mm -hmm. It's a lot of her talking about coin. Mm -hmm. 
One of the mercenary captains has taken it upon himself to send you a very familiar letter. I wouldn't have brought it to you, but upon second reading, it seems that it is something you should see. The ruffian's claims are outlandish. Um, the, there's one letter. He sent one very familiar letter. Uh, should this they prove accurate? This is a um, very accurate. familiar letter, yeah. Uh, he doesn't da, 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 da. say they sent. They've only sent one letter. He just says this letter in particular is very familiar. Where does Nori talk again? I should have brought this to you sooner. Yeah. My informants told me that this group was recently in the employ of the Crown of Murindy, so I discounted their leader's insistence that he wasn't a mercenary. Yeah, I, yeah because they've had previous correspondence. Matt has sent other letters. No, I should have brought he, I should this have to brought you sooner. This letter. I should have brought no. this to you sooner. Not, not this specific letter. I should have brought this issue to you sooner because Matt has written before to be like, hey, I know Elaine. And Nori was probably like, yeah, fucking right you do. We need to move on. Uh, yeah, Nicholas Reed says, there is zero evidence that Matt sent more than one letter. You're asking Nerdy to disprove a negative. Fucking thank you. There are no other fucking letters. He wrote one letter. Can you imagine the effort that it would take to get Matt to actually write a second letter? He barely got through the fucking first one. Oh, I mean, Matt probably had someone write it for him. Like, not, no, no, not with the scratching out and whatnot. No, no, I mean the, the first one, right? He would have his servant write it for him. We He's need, not going to fucking... We have to move on. We, we just, we have to move on. But, so why Because would, you cannot prove what you are saying. But why would Matt be waiting there for Elaine to meet with because him if he, he didn't request up, a meeting? When he showed up, he asked for a meeting, and they said, we'll give you one. And so they were like, camp a league away, and we'll get you a meeting with the queen. And so he waited. There's no way Matt waited, would have trusted And he that. waited. Matt is too smart for that. He knows what Elaine is no, doing. Matt he also knows that out. he showed up with 20,000 people, and you can't show up with 20,000 people and make a bunch of demands. It looks bad. Matt is trying to what? be smart. You cannot show I'm sorry, up with a. I do not agree with you. You cannot at show all. up with a siege level force. In chapter eight, he says he sent word and got no reply. So he'll have to be more firm. Thank you, Iljam. That's the Appreciate one letter it. that he sent. No, he sent word one time. No, he it is the singular the letter that he sent. He only sent one letter. No, chapter eight. Ember eyes. Uh, I, I think the text could be interpreted either way. No way to prove either. It depends on the reader. I, I know, but I'm no, right. Il Il and Clarus is wrong. Ilzwam just proved that in chapter eight, he sent word, got yes, no reply. He, so he's going to have the to... That is the one letter we're talking about. That is not this letter. It is this letter. No, this is the firm letter that he wrote No, next. this is this the joke. Oh my God. Th that's not what the joke is. The joke is that this is the letter. Not... And he's like, the next letter is going to be more firm. But the first letter is this. But he, we don't get this letter until way further. So the joke but, but doesn't Nori land. But Nori already had it. The joke doesn't land. No, no, no. That Nori has had the center for a while. All right. Yeah, we have to move on because I I think you're just being obstinate to be obstinate. I'm not. Uh, uh, Lee Science, thank you so much for joining the nerd table. Uh, this is the content we come for. <laughs> I, <can't believe, laughs> I cannot believe this. God damn it. Smash that like button. Um, um, Landon the DM says, except he didn't use, he said he didn't use strong words. That mm -hmm. is the joke. The joke is that Matt, it's the same joke with Oliver, where Matt keeps That's being not, like, where does Oliver learn this language from? Because he thinks that his language is clean, but his language is the language that Oliver is using. It is, it's the same joke. It is the that same is joke in both not, instances. No. Mm -mm. no. No. Oh my God. Okay. <clears throat> Let's move on. Yeah, that you're putting a joke in there. That Elaine gets really think. dark and is like, if Rand dies, I need to be a better queen. So I'm going to take Kyrian. 
Moving on. Honestly, that's pretty much it. It's like, yeah, if Rand dies and the world falls apart, somebody's got to have stability, (laughs) Michael Kioski, thank you for super chat. I think we need another pair of shirts. (laughs) There was one letter. (laughs) That is, that would be the most niche joke. Nobody's. You would have to have been here for this dumb fucking 20 minute argument that we just had. No, it's it's the same shirt. It has like an envelope on it, and one shirt has one, and the other has one plus. Check page sixty. He said he spoke to that clerk, not sent a letter. Fucking boom. He sent a single letter. He spoke to Norb in person. He says so in the book. You have been gaslighting me for over no, 20 there's minutes. No, literally no way he could have spoken to Nori. He, he says in the book that he did! No, he would have had to have spoke... Like, Nori is not just wandering around in the city. He's working in the castle. How did Matt get to speak to him? Because Matt brought the largest army possible. You send a fucking yeah, leader... you keep you're them down- outside. Yes, who keeps them outside? The guards. No, not no. When, okay, when someone rides up with this many people, you send the professional. You don't I'm have sorry. some rinky-dink, minimum wage, leather... Car- 72% of people say that are there wrong. were more than... Okay, okay. Ashandra, welcome back to the nerd table. Nerd is right. I often disagree with him, but he's right this time. Also, Sanderson admitted to having a tough time writing Matt in this book. Yeah, that's Which fair. is fair. Yeah, I feel that. Uh, D&D Guru, thank you for the super chat. <laughs> Hashtag there was one letter. I, I, we need shirts, apparently, so that we can prove this one way or the other. Um, I don't know what those shirts are going to be, but if you have ideas, uh, let me know. Let me. The dress is gold and white. Fucking It hell. is blue and black. No, it's gold and oh white. Oh my god, we Rant cannot fucking do this. Rant, Rantalmore is correct. Okay, but the company that made the dress mm-hmm. says that it is blue and black. Yes, but because if they you use color blue match, and black dyes. But if you color match the dress in the photo, I'm going to lose it my is fucking mind. White and gold. <laughs> The, the, the worst part of this uh-huh. is that there are probably people who think this is so frustrating to listen to, and this is my favorite part of book club. <laughs> Pedantry. Even though I think 10% of our audience is left. Um, <clears throat> uh, Robert, thank you for that super oh chat. My God. You should invite Brandon Sanderson on your podcast. He often does podcasts. You can ask him about the letter. But that would Guys. be the oh, No, no. Here's the, here's the thing. If he comes on, that's the only thing we discuss. Okay. We do an entire show. Okay. We, uh, if we want Brandon Sanderson on the podcast, we need to get it trending on Twitter. That's the only way to get people to do things. I don't think you understand how many people we would need to tweet about it to get it trending. That's what I'm saying. How many of you guys have Twitter? We can do this. Not enough to go trending. No, no, no. We can do this. I believe in us. I, I, I believe in us. What, guys? We're gonna organize. We're gonna organize in the Discord. We're gonna, we're gonna uh, get it trending uh, on Twitter of time. Is there one letter or are there more? It's fine. All right. Uh, chapter twelve. An empty ink bottle. Um, Min. Min is just chilling, thinking about how hot she is. Uh, and Nynaeve is uh, not. Nynaeve is pacing like a motherfucker, being like, fuck this shit, where the fuck is Rand? He was gone for three days. I thought Veins of Gold was like an hour and a half. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. He probably walked down the whole mountain. Like, oh, he probably, that's like, right. I you forgot know, about that part of it. Took a stroll, was like casually, like, chilling. No, no, he, no, he can't have. Why? Wait, this, wait. How how much time passes in this chapter? Good question. Because Min feels no 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 no. He's on top of the mountain for three days. We know he's on top of the mountain for three days uh-huh. because Min in this moment, Nynaeve says that it's been three days, and then Min feels the veins of gold happen. 
She doesn't feel that in the chapter. Yeah, she does. She does. She she literally does. That's that's what happens here. No, no, no. She 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 is remembering the experience of it. I, it doesn't actually happen in the chapter. It's a little bit weird. But she remembers the moment that the like broodiness changed to this like beautiful light. Um, it, it, it isn't in that exact moment. Uh, Finey, thank you. Welcome back to the nerd table. They found the poll function that let the Lord of Chaos rule. What should our next poll be? Orchid Eater, welcome back to the nerd table. Min only wrote one letter. You write. You fucking write about that. Well, then this is fucking confusing. It is. It is weird. But yeah, she is remembering the moment. I don't know how much time has passed. It's been three days, apparently. The timeline of this fucking book. I know. I know. Yeah. It's been three days since Rand left. And Rand did Veins of Gold on that, like, kind of same day. So I think it's been two days since he's, like, Rand did like, not spend Gucci. time in Ebudar. Rand was at Ebudar for, like, five minutes. He walked out of that gateway, almost blew up the city, and then bamfed out. Uh, like, yeah, Rand did not there. chill there for two days. I thought he was maybe there for an hour or two. No, no, no. no. He, he's there overnight. He does. He spends one night with the Tinkers. Oh, you're right. Okay, so that's one night. You're right. And then Veins of Gold must have been the second this, day. The next day. And then the meeting with... The meeting with... Elaine Ag- was Aguain. day three. So he probably... Elaine. He hasn't met with Elaine. Egwene. You said Elaine. Sorry. Oh, did I? Oh, okay. Um... Um... Yeah, then then he yeah okay 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 then he meets like he probably so Abadar did night night one and then day two two, he veins of gold veins of gold then day three he like walks down the mountain and goes and sees Egwene I guess right 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 walks through the apple orchard and it's like poof magic yeah um Mm -hmm. but yeah so Min is Min is being so chill because she knows that veins of gold has happened I thought veins of gold happened in the middle of this conversation yeah Um, no no that's fair but I understand what you're saying uh and uh and she tells Anive that if he's gone for a couple more days um. That she will lead uh, Nynaeve to rant. But uh, for now, they should be thinking about the fact that Alana is gone. Is Alana Black Aja? That's what I'm worried about. Because remember there was the whole list. Here's the thing. Alana but Alana wasn't on it. Was not on that list. But Egwene does say more sisters than were on that list ran away. Because obviously Varen's list wasn't complete. And so Alana disappearing is definitely suspicious. It's sus, right? It's very sus. Yeah. Or she does get captured, like kidnapped. Or she's doing something for Cat Swain or for Rand, or like the the problem no, is that no, because we get Cat Swain's POV. So I think Cat Swain and but that head doesn't mean would... that Cat Swain is a reliable narrator in that POV. In her own head, yeah, could be like oh, she's not in her own head. She wouldn't be wondering where Alana went. Mm, fair, fair, fair. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um. AP says couldn't Rand tell through the bond? No, because there were I said I and warders who. There, there were warders to Aes Sedai who were Black Aja that did not know that their uh, Aes Sedai were Black Aja, right? Yeah. So the bond cannot just tell you that they're black. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, Alana did get a letter before she left. Yeah, yes. I don't think she was kidnapped. I think kidnapped is not an option I because agree. of the letter. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know about the seal. Like, I, I, yeah, I don't know what. Yeah, I don't know. We're going to find out eventually. Unless the letter was from Varen. Oh, right, because they were together so much. Oh, wait, they were together so much. What if Alana is also a Black Aja who's good? Maybe. Right? Like, what if Alana is also working against the Black Aja, but in the Black Aja? Because that would explain why they were together so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, is the seal... Chat, stop it. We don't... How many letters did Alana get? 
Uh, I think it's from Varen. I love this fucking show. I, I, I think it's from Varen. I'm going to lock in that answer as my prediction. All right. Well, you've been wrong about everything else today, so. Um, wow. <laughs> you can really dance. You said I was going to be spicy today. No, I said that so that uh, when I was spicy, it would be funnier. I was trying to set up. Oh, I see, I see, I see. You're not spicy ever, babe. Except in the head. I'm a little, I'm a little spicy. You're spicy Just, in the head, but not in the mouth. Well, you, you can't eat spice. That's true. Spicy in the head and body, but not mouth. That's fair. That's <laughs> but, fair. But also, Varen, so Varen also gave Matt a letter with a seal on it, so maybe it's the same seal. That's I think, what I was thinking. I think the reason why the seal on neither of the letters is described because it, is, it would give this it away too soon. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's just a red seal. So we cut to Cat Swain, who fucking sucks. Um, and she's yeah. she's still terrible. Uh, even though there's no like remorse about what happened with Rand, she she's like, ah, fuck it. Um, you'd think she would be like in her room, like, wow, I really fucked up. Maybe I should like consider how I treat people. Or uh, no, no, I'm not gonna do that. No. Um, but uh, <laughs> apparently Alana was channeling, but not enough to travel. Uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, Alana was often crying in her room. Um. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I, I, f I figured that was because of Rand, but maybe it's because she was Black Aja or she was working with Varen in a way. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. No, I think it's just that her the bond with Rand hurts her. Yeah, but like Min and Elaine and Avienda don't spend their nights crying. Because the bond with Rand doesn't hurt them. So why would it hurt Alana? Because he hates her for what she did to him. Oh, I thought the crying was like the pain in this. I, I Yeah, okay, I don't know. Or maybe Rand is like, oh, this is dark, but maybe Rand is um, pushing the pain through the bond to Alana to save the girls from, his girls from it. He's like, fuck you, Alana. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, you, hey, she bonded him against his will. Th fucking, f these are the consequences of your fucking actions. Yeah, I don't it would really be, have It would be sympathy. different if he was doing it like out of spite for something silly, but like but, she no. asked for this bond, you're... She literally forced the bond on him. If yep. you feel pain through the bond because of your actions, fuck, that's on you, girl. That's on you. Nobody asked you to do that. Yep. Except maybe the dark one. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, everyone's kind of freaking out about it because they realize, like, oh, no, if they have Alana, they know where Rand is. Even though Rand is, like, they always know they where always, I fucking am. Yeah, they've what always talking been about? able to find him. It's I don't think it's They that. sent 100,000 Trollocs to the manor house. They know how to get to me. Yeah. Um, but the, uh, and then the, the tea is really good. We got some really good tea. Because all of a sudden, Rand shows up. Yeah, everything tastes better when Rand's nearby. Guess who's back? And then back again for what has been wrought. Chapter thirteen, Towers of Midnight. Let's fucking go. Chapter thirteen. This is lucky. Chapter thirteen. Lucky thirteen. Let's god go. damn, this shit was good. This shit was so fucking good. Oh my god, Rand is back. And uh, Min rushes out, and she looks at him, and she's like, holy shit, he looks old as fuck. Wow, and then your he smiles, wrinkles are real bad. And she's like, nah, that's my boy. <laughs> that's He's going to split me in half later tonight. Yeah. 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 She's Probably. like, I got to go put on my tightest trousers. I need to turn that boy on. <laughs> uh, and my highest heels. Min does not wear heels. Yeah, she wears heeled boots. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah she wears a wedge. But Min is not putting on, like, I'm a sorry. stiletto. A wedge? No, wedges are horrible. No, it's it's a boot, like a like with a chunky heel, probably. No, I, not a stiletto, I, but... I doubt it. I think it is a full, I think it is a full bottom boot. I think wedges are, like, really uncomfortable to walk on stone with. Have you ever walked in a wedge on stone? 
Terrible. No. Te- terrible. Terrible. I'm thinking it's going to be more of a like riding boot than it is a like. Yeah, riding boots like are not a wedges. Sexy boot. This is a pretty sexy boot. It's a pretty sexy boot. Does not matter. Uh, <laughs> what matters is that Rand Rand is like, oh yeah, no, Alana's to the north. I don't fucking care. It'll be mm-hmm. fine. I'll go get her. Paul! I need to go get her. Paul! <laughs> Guys, we have the power now for polls. Let's just Google it. What boots, huh? what shoes? This is great podcast content. What shoes does, does Min wear? wear? What shoes does Hyung Min Sun wear? Plays as forward for the Tottenham Hotspur in Premier League. Hyung Sun, uh, uh, Min Sun wears Adidas X Speed Portal soccer cleats. Okay, you heard it here first, folks. Adidas X Sport- Speed Portal so soccer cleats. Let's let's look at this. Let's see really what quick. these look like, actually. Oh, Min's wearing some cute shoes. Ah, uh, those are not cute. <laughs> I've never found cleats to be very cute. It was a joke. <laughs> it's a fucking joke. <laughs> Welcome to the Nerdy Wordy Book Club. Um, uh, you guys, Adidas X Speed Portal soccer cleats. <laughs> this is silly. I can't believe Adidas, we argued for 20 minutes. Would you like about to sponsor? Something that you were so wrong about. Um, oh, please. You're just going to be very upset when Brandon Sanderson tweets at me that there's more than one letter. There isn't, though. And also, he spoke to the clerk. It's exhausting to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Nori is the only clerk. Um, anyways, this is a good chapter. I don't think, that's... yeah, we need to move on. We, we just have to move on before I divorce you. Uh... Uh... <laughs> Fine. So Rand, um, Ruark walks up to Rand, is like, do you and know what a meagerling is? In our book club. Sorry, what? Uh, he's like, do you know what a meagerling is? Uh, it's a fucking stupid it's a animal. Stupid animal that our children torture for it's a fun. Fucking lemming. This was weird. This was weird. Yeah, Aiel play with them and make them kill themselves. Like, I was like, what the fuck? I was like, Ruark, the Aiel need therapy. The wise ones are not doing their job. I'm concerned. It's, I have serious concerns. It's yeah. This was this was dark. And yeah. I, was, I was like, oh, yeah, this Avienda makes so much sense now. She oh, yeah. definitely, like, is a psychopath who tortured animals as a the child. The Aiel take magnifying glasses and burn ants. Yeah, yeah, Like, 100%. Yeah, it's why they like fighting so much. It's because they're all serial killers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. James Ross, you're right. You know, we'll just pull a parent and Fael. We'll go fuck it out later. We'll feel better. Okay, so she wears three-inch heels. Okay, okay. see? All right. See, yeah, we, but it's here. okay, but we need to know if they're wedge heels oh or if God. they're we chunky really, heels. We actually don't. We don't. I need to know, okay. I don't know, are, I, when did wedges come into existence? Probably in like the like 2000s. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, anyways, Rand is like, I have toe. And <laughs> Rark is like, Great. yeah. Cool, we're good. Yeah, yeah, you Everyone did. chills out really quick just because Rand says that. Well, I thought like, Rand, oh, I really thought Rand was about to get spanked by everybody in the courtyard. I was like, "Is are all of them about to spank Rand? He and I was like, might. oh, no, wait. Robert Jordan doesn't write the books anymore. No, they might, but they'll just do it off page. Oh, Everyone yeah, yeah, yeah. gets one spank, okay, for the car con. I'd be down for that. That'd be mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. We should do that. At, we should do that at, like, WatCon. I'll just, like, everyone can spank me once. Oh, I was like, I'm not going to have people spank. Like, I, because I, I had a Rand cosplay. I was like, why the fuck would I? <laughs> no, but we should do that as a video for other places. <laughs> Anyways, we just need a bunch of other off creators. Uh, before before we get uh, who just all again. have uh, maiden Wheel of time cosplays. Cosplays, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll we get... should no, we should recreate um, Egwene leaving the leaving. the the Aiel. 
Oh my god, all the wise ones. Fuck off. Anyways, we're moving on. We're, we're moving on. Uh, oh man, we are weird. Our life is so strange. Uh, we know how to have a good time. Um, so anyways, uh, Narishma is uh, going to tell the Borderlanders he's going to meet with them. In farm adding. He's going to risk it for the biscuit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, I thought that that was like pretty bold. Like I still don't like how they've kind of handled that whole thing. But Rand is like, nah, shit's got to happen. So tell them that I'm going to meet with them. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, this, this was such an interesting chapter because it kind of just felt like everyone was just like acknowledging the change in Rand. Yes. Like I think that everyone was just so happy to see that he was different. Yeah. That everyone kind of relaxed a little bit for the first time in months. I feel like everyone has been... What this whole, like, chapter felt like to me, until Tam walks out, which is obviously the best part of it. But the the whole chapter felt like a bunch of people standing around. Mm -hmm. Like, looking at the President of the United States, thinking that he was going to push the nuclear launch code for months. Yeah. And he closed the briefcase in front of them. Yeah. And everyone kind of is like, oh, shit. We can finally fucking untense our shoulders a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. Just just enough. And yeah. I I think that it was it was interesting how it played out. Like mm-hmm. I really like everything about this chapter, especially when Rand is like, tell bring Cat Swain, I'm not gonna kill her. Not gonna kill her. Um, You're not exiled, even though it was kind of only a minor inconvenience to you. And she's like, minor inconvenience. Yeah. I had to sweat a little bit, even though I don't sweat because I'm an Aes Sedat. Who oh, is no. he sending her to hunt down? In the Caroline grass. I have never heard of that place before. Mm. I am assuming it has something to do with Shara. Because it's a place no. we've never heard of before. No? Okay. I don't know. No. We've heard of Caroline Grass. Is it on the grass. map? We've heard... Uh, I don't know. Maybe. I don't... We've heard of the Caroline Grass before. Yeah? Yeah. I, I don't just don't know. I just can't remember where it is. Caroline Grass. It's actually what I call my pubes, but I can't imagine what she'll find down there. Jesus Christ. It's on our map. Do you she'll find a little map? soldier. Let's grab the map. I have it right here. Oh, is it maybe... Oh, it's no, it's, it's right land. here. It's above Andor. Oh, where the Black Tower is, maybe? No, the Black Tower is she sending, down here. Is she sending Cat Swain to the Black Tower? No, the Black Tower is over here. Okay. I don't know. I don't know who could be in the Caroline Grass. He says that probably, so that person also may mm. not be there? Mm. I don't know. The Caroline Grass is where Perrin and Egwene ran into the Tinkers and Elias. That's what it is. Yes, it's from book two. Okay, um, so what do we know one. was over there? The the white cloaks aren't over there anymore. No, the Borderlander army is not in the Caroline Grass. No, they're in Farmadding. They're south of that. I don't know who's in the Caroline Grass, honestly. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. We'll find out soon. Um, Probably. Seeing where it is makes it even weirder because oh, the Borderlanders are further Alana? south. No, Alana's up in the Borderlands. Oh right, right, right. Because Rand can feel that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, I have no idea. Yeah. No idea. Um, yeah, I, I, Finney is right here. I love how Rand lifts Cad's banishment and promptly banishes her to the Caroline Grass. Yes. This is the most effective way. See, this is the yes. thing that Rand needs to do with Cad Swain is just give her shit to do. Yeah. So that she's not plotting her own shit. Yeah, yeah, agree. Or maybe, uh, wait, Rand doesn't know about Slayer. Slayer doesn't is not in the Caroline Grass. Okay. Slayer is... Um, We've seen Slayer like six books ago. No, but he's, he lives in the Teleran Riyadh. Yeah. She would he, have to she would have to be able to enter the dream world. To right, fight him. right, 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 right. This chapter is the equivalent of everyone having their sphincters clenched to hold in the mother of all farts for hours on a burst side 
finally relaxing. Oh yeah, yeah, it or is, a bus it is, ride, but yeah, it's coming home after a first date and just letting it all out. Every guy in New York has had this moment where you like walk a girl to her like her building and you give her a kiss on the stoop and then the door closes and you just let out the most epic fart because you've been holding it like on the subway the whole time. Okay, you walk away from the door so she doesn't hear you. Maybe. But then you turn around on the stoop and at the bottom is like another person who's about to head into that building and you're like, I just farted in that person's face. Yeah. Just crop dusting. Um, yeah. Anyways, Rand is like, hey, Min, I need you to find out what Calendor has to do with the prophecies. We need to figure out how that fits in. I need you to research. I, I trust you and I love you and I, you got this. And, he's and like, Min's like, what do, you right. think I'm, what do you think I'm doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think, you think I'm just sitting here looking hot fucking around? Yeah. Bitch, I've been putting that shit together. I yeah. talked to Cat Swain about this days ago. Yeah. He tells them that Egwene's New Amarlin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he's like, I went. They're like, what? Yeah. He's like, yeah. He's like, yeah, Egwene's pissed at me, so maybe fix that. <laughs> uh, Which is, yeah. I don't understand why he thinks he's going to fight her, but. And then he brings out all the high lords and ladies in a fucking line and is like, dark friend. So, how do you feel about Weramon being a dark friend? It kind of makes sense. He's, like, stupid enough that he's able to, like, 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 he doesn't seem, like, suspicious. But he's too stupid to have pulled it off to me. No, no, I think he acts stupid. Also, Pater was a dark friend, and Pater was a fucking idiot. I so. know, but my thing is, like, if you're gonna, if it's gonna be a farce, and if it's gonna be a face you put on, why make it, why, like, stand out so much? I think it's weird to me how much Weramon, like, thrust himself into things. Because he was trying to fuck up a situation and be like, no, I can ride in with my cavalry, even knowing it's a bad idea. Because he's trying to fuck things up. He's, like, trying to look in, brave. In battle, I, I, in battle, I get that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think that, like, there's just, in hindsight, there's some things where I'm like, wow, you really put a target on yourself in a way that I think that if I was trying to be a dark friend hiding among the army, I would have maybe been a little bit more sneaky. But you want to get prestige within the dark friends, and it, doing nothing doesn't get you that. Wiramon wanted to be noticed. Ah, uh, fair, fair, fair. yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, anyways. That's fair. Yeah, he, he was playing Duck, Duck, Goose, basically. Rand was like, duck, duck, duck. Uh, do, do you think do, do you think Rand has the ability to like pick out dark friends yeah, forever now? I, like, I think so. It seems like he was just able to like look people in the eyes and know. Yeah, no, he has seen Jesus and has been blessed with the power to see. Is that you, Jesus? <laughs> Is it me, Jesus? <laughs> yeah, so I'm pretty uh. sure. Here's the thing: it, does, it doesn't matter that much in like everyday life, but like for the nobles around him. Fucking S tier power. I want S tier. I want to recreate the Days of Gold sequence on top of the mountain, but it's I know it's today from Shrek, and it's There's just a Rand. princess in a tower. There, oh my gosh, that's just like me. There's a dragon on a mountain. <laughs> Did you really like watching? But it's Luz Theratelamon and Randolph Thor having this conversation. I do. I know it's today. Silly Ayil needs a haircut. <laughs> but Lucerne set him free. <laughs> he passes time by raging like oh, someone else I know. Oh my god, that is so funny. <laughs> As years go by, he sits and waits. As years go by, ah, fuck. The tainting, the tainting, the tainting. Oh but my. I know he'll appear. I okay. fucking love it. I love, I love, yeah. Woo! Is that going to be our submission for... Uh, <laughs> Why? <Why-eyed? laughs> 
People no one like, would get it. Would be like, I'm sorry, Shrek is a musical? Oh my god. <laughs> that would be oh great. That would be great. But anyways, anyways. There's uh, so many good songs for Shrek, though. Like so many. Like yeah, yeah. Uh, who I'd be. Yeah. Great. You Drake, can do that Dragon for Reborn. so many different characters, but mm-hmm. like you can have Rand, and then you have like Avienda and Min, and like e- e- Elaine is standing there, doesn't sing any of the parts. She's like pregnant in the background. <laughs> I love this show. Uh, I don't know why anyone else watches this show, but I think it's hilarious. It's, it's great. It's um, great. Guys, if, if you haven't watched Shrek the Musical, it is genuinely fantastic. Yeah. It was. I don't know if it still is, but it, yeah, it's it's so fucking good. Yeah. Anyways. I wish I had a bootleg of mine. I would share that privately in the Discord, but I don't. They were supposed to send me one, but then they never did, and I'm sad, sad about it. I know. Sad. I want it. I know. I get that. Um. Maybe there's clips on YouTube somewhere. I'll just have to recreate it by myself. I'll be your Fiona. Yeah, I just need someone to play Donkey. That's the one character I don't think I could get away with. No. No. Definitely not. Joe G, thank you for that super chat. Cosplay via Clarus Brand Nerdy Loose Skits. Oh my god. The problem is you're the taller one. <laughs> it's just me in your head being like, Ileana! Like, shut the fuck up. I don't know. I don't know that I'll ever do a Wheel of Time skit better than getting <laughs> Billy Zane to fucking be my... Aisha Mayola. That's yeah. That is that was peak. That video right to me there. is the that video to me is the my favorite yeah, thing. Yeah, hundred percent. I just can't believe there's a video of me and Billy Zane making a fucking TikTok. The world is a beautiful place. <laughs> and how uh, upset he was when I gave him notes on the first time we recorded it. He wasn't. He was just kind of like, okay. He was like, I know how to do my job. I was like, okay, but I need you to be louder because he we're at not, a con. He did not say that. You're not. <laughs> I'm not gonna let you put words into Billy Zane's mouth on the internet. It was a. It wasn't words. It was a look. Yeah. It was a look where he was like, really. Like, uh huh. <laughs> I felt like like he like had like somehow poked uh, my soul with the taint in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, the best part of the chapter, obviously. Tam Thor walks out, Tam and Rand out. shits himself. Wow! Um, wow! Oh no, he does let Weramon and uh, uh, what's Anila. her fucking name? Anila. Yeah, he's like, get the fuck out of here. I was blind, but now I can see. I can see clearly now the taint is gone. I can see all All the dark dark friends in my way. Fuck off. My girlfriend is pregnant, but I do not know. Love that. Gonna be a bride. 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 Bride, Rotten food day. Fucking hate it here. I'm leaving. Uh, this is my last <laughs> podcast. So Tam walks out and Rand seizes up and then goes over and uh, much like you and I on the stairs, mm-hmm. uh, he's a step down. And so when they hug, they're almost at the same height and it's cute. Um, it is cute. Okay. And Rand weeps. I, I nearly cried. Yeah, this was great. This, this, scene, was this whole scene, this whole chapter, so we've been making some jokes, but this chapter really was fantastic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I, oh man. Yeah. They, and it it brought me joy. Like it just there was so there was so many good things in this yeah. in in even just this chapter. Like Tam is like, you know what, it's okay. Like you you got you've had it rough. I got a little teary eyed at this. I didn't like full on sob. I got I got teary eyed. Not quite prologue sob, but yeah. um I, yeah. I, I I got I got a couple tears in the eyes at this one. Yeah. No, I was like oh god damn. Uh it, You know what you know what was the moment that actually got me? Oh. Um weirdly. Wasn't it wasn't actually that, it was Min. It was Rand, Min walks over, and Tam being like, no, no, I've, I've met her. I've been here for three days. And Rand's like, no, like but that. I didn't get to introduce you. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's so sweet. I loved it. Yeah. 
she's very special to me. I also impregnated the Queen of Andor, and uh, my other girlfriend is running through the desert naked right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I really hope we get that in this book. I hope Avienda doesn't disappear for the entire novel. Colonel Sanders, welcome back to the nerd table. Your prediction, does Rand intro Elaine and Avi to Tam like this? And how would Tam react to three girlfriends? Eh. So, I don't know. I feel like at this point, the, the life around Rand is so weird yeah. that to be surprised by anything is folly. Yeah, Tam would be like, oh, sure, no. I guess, yeah. Oh, wow, we have to move so fast. It's already 1 o'clock. Yeah. We mm -hmm. should not have spent 20 minutes proving that you were wrong about the letter. Uh, chapter 14 of Vow. Proof is. Egwene goes to Teleran Riyadh uh, to talk with people. Talking with people is tight. Is tight. Oh my god, we haven't even gotten to Perrin and Fayil. We need to Trust move me. quick through this because I, I don't care know. about this chapter very much because I don't know when the fuck this takes place. It's very confusing. Mm -hmm. uh, she goes to the wise ones first. She's like, uh, Rand wants to break the seals. And the wise ones are like, oh no, that's bad, maybe. I don't know why anyone thinks this is bad. I feel like Rand's plan makes so much sense. Um, and I wish that someone would just explain it to Egwene in a way that like helps. I'm sorry, I'm messaging Holly. No, 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 you're so, good, you're good. Uh, give me um, two seconds. Because like, if I, okay, if I could have a conversation with Egwene right now, I would go, hey, you have to think of the seals as a barrier, but not a one-way barrier. It's a two-way barrier, right? Yes, I understand that you're scared about Rand having to break the seals. I feel like there's a really easy explanation here, but like we cannot stop him until they're broken and he can't fully escape until they're broken. As long as there is a barrier between us, there's nothing we can do. If we're going to win this fight, we do have to break them. And I would rather choose when they break rather than let them keep falling apart and not know when it is going to happen. Yep. And like, I think that Rand's, Rand's version of this is the intelligent version. If you can choose when the battle is going to happen, choose when the battle is going to happen. Yeah, I still understand why Egwene is skeptical. Like, she doesn't understand that he's not mad. I get it. The, but, but Rand Rand, Rand is making so much sense, and that's why I'm really happy that Nynaeve and Elaine are, like, not totally on board with Egwene at first. Even though I was surprised that the Wise Ones were. I think that the Wise Ones kind of, like, act like they are, but yeah. are going off to, to, to figure out yeah. things for themselves, if that makes sense. I, I just, I think that Rand is being like, hey, like, I want to choose the time and location of this fight. Yeah. And Egwene is being like, no, it has to be random. Yeah. Yeah, I think that because it's she a doesn't problem. have Because she doesn't have a counter-argument. She doesn't have a plan. Exactly. She just doesn't want Rand to do his. And I think that, I, I, I just, I, I wish that she... She's letting, like, fear control her in these moments. Um, which happens. It's like a yeah. human response. Um, it, it does make her feel fallible. Right, because she did almost everything perfectly with putting the White Tower back together. This kind of gives her like a bit of a flaw that I'm oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. happy with for her character to feel more real. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I, I wish that, I, I, I wish that she wasn't just going behind Rand's back like this in a way that yeah. I think is going to lose her influence with Nynaeve. I, here's the thing, I think like, Rand fully expects this. Oh, no, he he's says. Telling, he's, he's like, yeah, I'm going to yeah. need you to talk to him. He's Egwene telling everybody, me. you know, let Egwene know that it's going to be okay. Try to, like, calm her down. But it's it's like you can't reforge a sword without melting it down to its... to You have to you have to go back to zero to build a sword, right? Yeah. You cannot... You, you can't just, like, heat up a sword and bang it back into shape. It will never work. It will always be weaker. But if you completely melt it to, to nothing, you can rebuild that metal into a blade, 
right? Pro, pro, if you say so. I, yeah, yeah, no, no. Can't say I've ever made a sword. And so I just, yeah, I don't know. I'm just like, I don't know. She's like, we just can't let him do this thing. But she never provides. It's it's do you think it's it like waned? my problem with Attack on Titan where I'm like, they no, no, just no. keep saying we're going to do the thing, but they never provide an, another option. Okay, we know certain people are tied to the wheel. Do yeah. you think Egwene is the reincarnated version of the person that told Luce Theron no? In that, like, uh, when Luce Theron was like, we're going to go do the thing. And she was like, no, bad idea. And they did it anyways. What? She, do you think Egwene is that reincarnated person? Because Luce Theron was like, this is the plan. We're going to do it. And the Aes Sedai, female Aes Sedai, was like, no, I can't remember her name. It almost feels like that. Like, maybe Egwene is her reincarnated. Seasting says, and wasn't that sword analogy the exact one Egwene used in the speech of? Yes. yes. Uh, you're talking oh, about yes, um, Poppy Montgomery. Pa- yeah. Yeah, yeah. The one who had the blow bang with the hundred companions. The blow bang, yeah. yeah. Parker Posey. Parker Posey, that was it. Parker Posey. <laughs> I was like, there's a P probably, but then I was like, am I thinking of Pavar? Yeah, like the person from is Strike at Shea Ghoul, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> what if what if Egwene is her reincarnated? Uh that'd be cool. It would be, yeah. Be interesting. I mean, I, I mean if I she gets memories it, from it or something, I don't know but. if it matters. It, it yeah. may it, like it might be like a like a headcanon that you can't prove or disprove. It so would it's be fun to think so. It would be interesting if um, she goes to the. Um, uh, it would be interesting if she goes to the elfin elfin again and gets that from them. Oh, she unlocks memories. Yeah, that'd be cool. So she she's has to get before, kidnapped right? one more time by the no, Elfin Elfin. No, she's and never been to up. the Elfin Elfin. No, but that's what I mean. Moraine has. That, that's yeah. what I mean. Egwene gets kidnapped one more time to get her final level up. We thought the Amaryllin Seat was her final level up, but she actually unlocks all of her memories. She becomes Ray Skywalker, and she's like, I am all Amaryllins. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Um... Yeah, so then... Oh, uh, it, it, she lets them know that um, Shuriam was Black Aja, that she catches them all up on that. They get, like, attacked... Well, no, she goes to meet Elena Nynaeve first. Sorry, I thought yeah. we were there yet. No, yeah, so yeah. we she goes to meet uh, Nynaeve, and Nynaeve is there. They have a quick conversation. Nynaeve is like, I'll talk to Rand. There's something funky about uh, the window, because and then, it's got both of the thingies on it. Yeah, because the dragon's claw's on it. Yeah. Dark friends. Uh, and then the... Or just men who channel. No. Because we get a biddling, biddling, and they're like, oh, Elaine's here. But Elaine isn't there, and they're very confused. Oh, and I then think... Elaine shows up and is like, no, I just got here. And they're like, oh, maybe there was a dark friend who put the fucking dragon claw on the window. It was a warning that there were dark friends among them. I didn't take it as that. I thought she was, like, seeing another reality where they worked together. It might be that, too. But the fact that someone is... Yeah, yeah. The, the fact that someone is spying on them... Is real. Yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah. Someone spies on them, and um, then uh, Egwene does some other, like, cool, funky weaves to, to catch them later. Uh, that was really rad. Yeah. Like, that, that That was cool. And the other girls, like, watch her. They're like, oh, wow, yes, fascinating. Yeah. Um, and that Nynaeve has to start calling Egwene mother. Yeah, and Egwene Nynaeve does like, it. Yeah. yeah. She's like, uh, so, sorry, we're trying to burn through this because we only, we have literally 55 minutes and we haven't gotten to the parent file chapter yet, which obviously is the most important chapter to talk about this week. <laughs> Quick summary of events. Uh, Nynaeve has to come to the White Tower. Elaine, maybe not because she, uh, she can't channel reliably, so the test would probably kill her and her babies. Uh, and she doesn't want to take the oaths until she knows that the tightening uh, of the skin that happens, the little Botox injection that all the Aes Sedai get, 
uh, that that uh, isn't going to tighten her belly to the point where the babies can't keep growing and that they die in the womb. What? Um, that is... What? It's it's a joke version of what actually happened. Oh, I was... She, she, she doesn't want to take the oath rod without knowing whether or not it's going to affect her kids. Oh, okay. I was like, the skin tightening. Where did you get that from? I was making a joke. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. I just wanted to talk about the Botox. Uh, so then, uh, Alviarin and Talba attack. Alviarin, uh, Talba is like attacking Egwene from the front. Uh, Alviarin is attacking uh, Egwene from the back. Uh, it is a porno on Pornhub that you can go watch now. Uh, just, just Google spit roasting strap on. Uh... Or strap on spit roast would probably I, be Egwene better. Egwene is waiting for Alviarin to come on her from behind. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but instead, she dodges the come from behind, and it gets all over Talva, and Talva is burnt to death um, because Alviarin came on her from the front. Uh, <laughs> if Talva had spun around before she came on her from behind, it would have been fine. Talva um, fucked up. So Talva is dead. Uh, Nynaeve and them go to meet, uh, say they're going to meet elsewhere next time, and Egwene goes back to the weird hill that she stands on, uh, to be like, I'm gonna find Masana. Chapter done. Boom. Look nailed at that. Nailed it. Fucking nailed it. It's great. I like uh, that Alviarin's still alive. I think that she's kind of an interesting villain. Yeah. Um, you, this is chapter 15. Use a pebble. Uh, we get some really fucking wee freaky deaky shit when Naif and Nynaeve are. Guys, there was so much reading this week. Holy fuck. Yeah, they had to deal with a bubble. This of chapter's evil. amazing too. It's so good. It like turned everything to like dust. But it was like. Pompeii dust, where yeah. like it's still, but as soon it's as you like, touch it, yeah. And so they start. This is so dark, but they start like flapping their wings and blowing. You know what I mean? They just start like gusting. They have Pidgey cast gust, yeah. Uh, and they burst. They they burst all of the people who are now dead. Uh, and then she's easy cleanup though. But we're so you much sitting. Have blood stains out. We, we were sitting reading downstairs, and I was like, oh my god, a new superpower. Nafe can see Murdral. This is so He's cool. He's got a talent. Oh wow, that's fascinating. I was guys. I was so fucking excited about Nafe being able to see Murdral. I was like, this is a cool superpower. Mm -hmm. I love that this guy. No, no, it's it's not that. It's not that. Honestly, this is way cooler. Crazy. This was so much cooler. It's cooler for Nynaeve, but it is one of the Wonder Girls, again, unlocking a new power. Like, Yeah, I just mean that, like, you know, like, the Murdral, like, wouldn't be, like, spine. Like, it just, like... It would like seem kind of weird if that were the case. It'd be like, why are they just like hanging around? For sure. But no, they're they're not. He's he's lost a little bit, and then he was like, wow, that's really sad. Wait a second, hold the fucking phone, and he's like, and like takes the little like. Well, picks. but I like what what I the reason why this feels different than some of the like other Wonder Girl stuff is because the direct line from Rand teaching her how to remove the compulsion. To her getting yes. better at the compulsion against Grendel's compulsion. Yes. Uh, to, or no, sorry, that was Delana's compulsion. Uh, to the, oh, this is like compulsion in a way. Mm -hmm. um, fascinating. Very Right? Cool. And so, like, I actually really liked the way she lifted this. And then Nafe is like, holy fuck. I can, like. I can see clearly now. I can now live my life. Like, I'm like, yeah. Um, and so, so th unlike some of the other stuff where it's like, uh, uh, like, remember when Avienda was like, oh yeah, no, I can just touch Taron girls and know what they do. Yeah. That feels a little wonder girly. This feels narratively relevant. The way we got here relevant. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and I, I really, I really, really liked cool. it. Um, it and, and, and. This scene was great. I, you, I, you were behind me and I literally was like, other guys was like, oh fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, why? <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, I can't tell you. I can't tell you. It's really cool and you oh, get there. It was so good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and so, like, uh... So then she goes to Rand, and is like, Rand, come here. Give me those oh, cheeks. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and the, there is even more of that black, thorny bramble in her, in his head. It kind of reminded me, do you remember way back in the beginning 
Um, this is this might be weird, but when when they were first learning how to channel uh-huh. like ten books ago, mm-hmm. this the black thorniness in their brain reminds me so much of the way that they described the flower that Nynaeve was trying to make. How the other girls would make a flower, and every time Nynaeve would try, it would be like a black prickly bramble bush. And it was interesting to me that like the imagery of the dark black spikes in the men's heads is seems descriptively so similar to Nynaeve's block from the early books. Wow. And the difficulty that she was having mentally trying to like What a channel. good pull. That was great. Yeah? Does that make sense? No, that's really cool. I forgot about that. Yeah, because she, she couldn't like... She saw it as like the thorns, right? Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. the fact that those thorns have come back in this like mental image here is, um, I, I just I like the parallel of those things that it was the thing holding her back, and it's also the thing holding the men back here. Yeah, it's like the dark one's compulsion, basically. And and the fact that she, <laughs> the the fact that she overcame that bramble bush and is now overcoming this bramble bush, I think is really, um, there's like a, the, Nynaeve is getting so much narrative arc in this series. Yeah. And I like the way that a lot of her stuff ties back to her early stuff really well. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's really cool. I love that. Did, like, did not cross my mind, but I fucking love it. Um, yeah. Um, so, but yeah, Rand can't be healed. It's too much, it's too vast. But also doesn't need to be. Well, no, his because- brain is like, uh, is is light. So the the thing doesn't. Eh, I don't know. It, just, it reminded yeah, me of the angels from Diablo, like their wings are these like tendrils of light that like surround them. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. yeah Rand's yeah. brain is light, so thorns can't pierce light. I guess um, he doesn't need to be healed, but like wouldn't have been able to have been even if he hadn't done it himself. Mm-hmm. Like Nynaeve wouldn't have been able to help him. He had to. Yeah, yeah. That it, it, yeah. It's an interesting visual. Yeah. Uh, and so Rand is like, nah, I'm good. It's all right. Um, Don't worry about me. But she's like, look, I've got to go to the White Tower. I've got to. And he's like, I figured this was coming. Uh, try and uh, tell her not to. Um, try and tell her not to kill me. Yeah. And also, I would love to have you back and yeah. be at the last battle with you. Oh, yeah. He's like, I don't know who I the other person you. on calendar is going to be, but I want you to be one of them. Yeah. Oh, and we are going to go. He is where he is going to go save land. Yes. He's not going to abandon land. Yeah, yeah. But we're not going there first. We're going somewhere else first because we're Delator all day needs help, um, which is definitely the first place they're going. Probably, yeah. yeah. Yeah, There's no way they bring up the Rodell stuff and this stuff so close together, and yeah. it's not, you know. Um, Egwene, we cut to Egwene. Uh, she's having a meeting uh, to learn what the, they've discovered about Masana. Yeah, uh, we get some like personality breakdown of Masana. You are convinced it's Laris. Yes, because in this section. The girls are like, we found out that Masana was the one who was always willing to get her hands dirty. Yep. And I was like, you fucking idiots are so convinced that Aes Sedai are the fucking tits that yeah. you're missing the forest for the trees. I, look, I, I, I'm I'm with you now. I think, like, Laris makes a lot of sense. Yeah. The one thing about this, like, section that I found really interesting is it's actually way easier to circumvent the oaths than people thought. Because you can just put your... You can say something and have other people hear other things. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wow, yeah, if, if people find out how to do that weave, uh, they fucked. Yeah. Um, so that's fun, I guess. Yeah. Um, but the, the, this is really just Masana. This It's literally just Masana information. So we're going to say they find out about Masana. She's the one who is the most angry because she's Apart actually from the Hulk. Well, he's the Hulk and she's She-Hulk. Yeah, 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 yeah. Chapter 16, Shanahar. 
Y'all, holy shit. Baron and Perrin fucking communicate. What the fuck was this? Baron what? and Perrin. Fayul and Perrin. Baron and Perrin. That hot. Uh, she could teach him a couple of things. Probably. Um, Fayul uh, is running around and she goes to talk to Berlain. And she's like, let me in. And the guard's like, we knew this was coming. Go on in. Yeah. And Berlain is like, look, fuck you. Uh, and I, I, the, the thing about this conversation that worked for me is that Fayil is like, oh, shit. She thought I was going to die. And she doesn't know what to do now that I'm yeah, alive. Yeah, she overplayed her hand a little yeah. bit. And now she's a little bit screwed. And Fayil's like, I understand what what Berlain's strengths are. And they're not exactly mine. And so I'm going to use that to my advantage. Berlain, you have to duel me. One of us is going to die. Or you can fix this because you're better at that than I am yeah. and you have to be the one to do it. And Berlin's, okay, okay, well, I guess we'll have to be friends mm-hmm. and I'm going to have to go fuck somebody else. Who do you think she's going to start dating? Fail. <laughs> they're going to thruple. No, no, no. Yeah, it's the easiest solution to their problem is for them to thruple up. Why not? They're all hot. They would be the leaders of three nations. Look, I would love that for like Look, me, all I'm but saying I is, don't think that that. All I'm happens. saying is, Berlain and Fayil, like Berlain gets down on her knees at the end of the scene and laps that pussy as an apology. She gets Fayil all warmed up for Shanahar with some deft tongue action. Gotcha. She's probably good at that. Thruppling up is the easiest solution to their problem. Be like, no, he didn't cheat. It was polyamory. Um. Rand's polyamorous. Matt. Wants to be polyamorous because fuck does he not love his wife as much as he's trying to convince himself he does. Uh, and Perrin, you know what? Perrin's got enough dick for two girls. Probably I, five girls. Honestly. I think. Women. I, women. I think that uh, Perrin and uh, Galad uh, come to terms with one another and Berylaine starts dating Galad. Oh. And that the White Cloak's new home is in Maine, which gives Maine the, 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 politi- the, the power. Is in Maine. Isn't Maine. 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 Maine is a different place. Maine. Maine. Whatever. Maine but- is where the Florida people go to feel cold. <laughs> no, I think I, I think Berlaine Galad ship. Because Berlaine is also very, very, very beautiful. And Galad is very, very, very beautiful. And I don't think the White Cloaks get like exterminated, but I do think that they rebuild and they have their own like land to do so. And I think maybe that's Maine. I like Galad and Berlaine together. They're both awful. They deserve each other. Well, they both have some redemptive qualities. Can you imagine? No, I actually know it wouldn't work. Can you imagine Bear Lane just like she would have she would be the top in that relationship? Sure, yeah. I don't know. I just can't imagine that Galad would like ever be able to loosen his asshole enough to get pegged. Uh yeah, but you don't have to get pegged to be the bottom. I actually don't know what kind of strap-ons I had in this time, so maybe it wouldn't work, but Yeah. They'd have to figure out the logistics of that. They'd but... be hot though. I would watch them have sex for sure. Very beautiful couple. Yeah. Um, um, but so no, Berlain, they don't thruple up. Berlain's like, we have to be friends. And yeah. Fayil's like, I would do anything with Perrin, for Perrin. Yep. Including hang out with someone that he kind of started to like. So actually, this, I don't think this is going to be as hard as they're making it out to be. Yeah. No, I, I, I think that Fayil is going to like, if Fayil already <laughs> respects Berlain in certain ways, I think it's already going to Glad we get pegged if it was the right thing to do. <laughs> King of Persia says Glad already has a stick up his ass. I know, but that's why you couldn't fit something next to it. It's yeah. already, the, the hole is taken. Be a lot of work. Uh, so then Fayo leaves and goes to the quartermaster and is like, hey, you stealing my shit? And quartermaster's like, nah. And she's like, all right, don't steal my shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I got shit to do. 
Don't fuck me, Gil. Very strange what's going on here. Hmm, must be a coincidence. Yeah, I liked this scene a lot. I it thought, right. yeah, I thought it was good. And I think uh, I think it showed, I, Fayil having that moment of realization where she's like, oh, I'm grateful for what my parents taught me. It was really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I didn't think I would enjoy it this much. Yeah. I, I really, like, I, I like that they slowed down and showed Fayil, like, the, the, the this really showed the growth that she's experienced. Fayil sees her own growth. Yeah. And, like, what was I thinking running away? Yeah. Like, I know why I did it, but, like, Severin. but, well, sure. But also, that she's, like, that selfishness was, like, really unbecoming. And, and her, watching her mature in this chapter was great. But if she hadn't done that, and she'd just been a spoiled person who stayed there, she might not have been the right person to lead. Yeah. And by running away and by having to figure it out on her own, she became the right person. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it she's yeah the the character has really become a lot more interesting. Yeah, uh, so we cut over to Perrin, and Perrin is pulled to the top of a hill, uh, with Fayil there, and she's like, "Look, we celebrate our anniversary in Saldea, but you don't. They call it Shaharin." Um, Shanahar. Shanahar. Yeah. Sure. Whatever. Shanahar. The Shannara Chronicles. In the summer of the year that you got married, you celebrate your anniversary. Yeah, because who wants to celebrate in the fucking winter? No, I I get it. Ours is in the fall. We have a good anniversary. Yeah, September, it's not too hot. September's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, She's like, well, we're going to have to change this in the two rivers. You guys <laughs> need to have Shanahar. The, this is unacceptable. Um, and uh, they... Sean says this half felt like Sanderson being like, I hate Fayil, so I'm going to fix her by making it explicit she hates the old version. <laughs> Uh, no, I don't know. I feel like he he writes her character growth really well here. Yeah, it, and it's like the explanation not, for it's it. not forced, but I definitely feel where you're coming from. So Fayil and Perrin sit down and they have a picnic biscuit. Yeah. Uh, and Perrin is like, "Look, I'm going to be honest with you for the first time ever a year into our marriage." Yeah. Uh, and Fayil's like, "Look, I'm going to be honest with you for the first time since we left Malden." And it's so it, it's the reason why this episode is called. Wait, they communicate now. It's beautiful. This was good shit. Communication is sexy. It took Perrin 13 novels to tell somebody about his wolf shit. Yeah. We've read 4 million words, and the man has gotten married, and he finally told someone about the wolf shit. And I was like, fucking finally. Yeah, it was great. It was fucking awesome. Um, And Uh, and they talk about, you know, the two rivers thing of like, you know, Perrin, like, you're a lord, and... Parents like, is she a blacksmith's wife? And I was like, I'll do whatever you want. Like, I will do anything for you. Mm-hmm. But is this really what you want? Yeah. Very interesting. But also, parent, I, I like parent is analyzing his own anxieties about the. Mm-hmm. He he's analyzing his own anxieties about not being the Lord, about having to pass that on to somebody else, and what if they aren't willing to do what he's willing to do. Yeah. Right? And I think that, you know, that this makes an argument that I think is very antiquated um, because it it doesn't fit into modern times in any way, in my opinion. Yeah. But I do think it fits into these times where I think that people needed leadership. And I, I don't know that, like, democracy was the easiest thing to maintain in this time, right? And yeah. so I think that, like... Whether or not lords and ladies are necessary, I, I don't know that I agree with that. But I think that when the when the system is working, there is a version of it that does work. But you need someone like Perrin to be the lord who is going to take care of everyone, who does care about the people individually as well as as a whole. Yeah. Um. And I think that Fayel makes an argument for the version of monarchy 
that can work, even though it inevitably always is corrupted into something else. Yeah. Um, which is clearly what's happened at the, you know, the, the High Lords of Tear before of Rand or Kyrian or... Ky- no, Ky- Kyrian was a whole other mess. That's true. They there wasn't a lot of corruption because they keep Game killing of themselves. Thrones shit, yeah. Um, and so, like, I don't necessarily agree with Fayol's worldview, but I do think that there is a version of a worldview that does work. And if I was going to follow someone, I would rather follow a Perrin yeah. than a Weramon. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, God. And so, I, I, I don't know. I think that the argument she makes here is really strong, and Perrin's reaction to it is fascinating and, and well-reasoned and very in character. Um, and I like that he saves Hopper for last and, and the way that, you know, yeah. Brandon Sanderson writes that is is really, really well done. Yeah. A thousand percent. This chapter was, like, beautiful. Ian Flynn says, thank you for that super chat. Uh, they thank say, you. this was the point where I actually finally started to like Fael and Perrin. Yeah. It's the point where they actually have a real relationship. Well, and it's also the point where Fael's like, oh, I've asked a lot of you and made you very uncomfortable. So I'm going to try and adjust for you now. Yeah. Right? She's like, she like makes Perrin like yell at her and shit and stuff that he's very uncomfortable with. And finally decides to actually give in the relationship a bit too, which helps a lot. Like, I like... They, there was a uh, felt like a little bit of like saving it almost because they did yeah. not work for we've talked about this and we don't need to go into it but yeah I was like I fucking hate this it's because the relationship has been very toxic and unhealthy until now yes right and so the 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 necessity of their honesty means that they are finally actually doing the thing that they've said they've done over and over again yeah and you cannot have a relationship without honesty you just can't it isn't possible. Right, you cannot yeah. have a relationship built on lies and on secrets. Mm-hmm. It will implode eventually, a hundred percent of the time. And the, this is the point where their relationship finally becomes honest and finally become they, they finally understand each other for real. Yep. Even in that scene where, um, in the Berlin scene where Fayol's like, "You don't understand Perrin at all." Fayol truly did not understand Perrin until he was honest about his time in the Wolf Dream to her here. Yeah. Like, you, uh, you you, have to know your partner like that. And you have mm. to be able to share with your partner like that in order to have a really strong relationship. Because otherwise, you end up in the fucking stone of tear with your wife not talking to you for three days because a woman is stalking you. And, like, that, it's it's, it's an unhealthy and toxic relationship that they had. And I feel like they finally don't have that. Yeah. Um, and it's because they communicated. Yeah, it's great. I love it. And, look, Fayol doesn't share every detail about Molten. But she shares enough that Perrin gets the gist, and he knows that he gets it, and he doesn't Perrin need to doesn't pry further because yeah, he get yeah he understands, and that's what's important. Yeah, but yeah, and so I this this scene to me was fucking incredible, mm-hmm. and I I love that they do what Tam and his wife did. I liked I love Tam's influence because Fionn never got to meet Perrin's parents, right? Yeah, and so I love Tam's influence on so many of the things going on in the world right now. Yeah. It is weird that Tam is still with them because he's like the timeline of this is so strange because Tam is like down the hill, but we know that he's whatever with Rand. I know, yeah. but this scene was beautiful and it like really, really, really brought so much heart and warmth to their relationship for me, and I'm yep. so grateful for it because I love Perrin and I've kind of hated this relationship yeah in that I think that it sets a bad example for what a relationship should be and now I'm like okay finally yeah it took yeah. a lot of trauma to get them to fucking do it yeah it's yeah we got there eventually and that, that that's better late than never you know I'll take it a uh, tuber says hopping in late but Jesus Christ nerdy, it's okay to be wrong sometimes I'm not wrong about it uh-huh. I'm still right uh-huh uh-huh you don't, you, ha- you don't have to be so condescending. I'm about just it. saying, uh huh. Mm hmm. Uh huh. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. I just, it, like, 
the, no, we're moving on. no evidence for We don't have letter. time. We don't have time. Uh, next chapter, chapter 17. Oh, um, and then they fuck out in the open all yeah, night long. Yeah, they fuck hard. While multiple people of Chafa Yil stand at the bottom of the hill listening, which yeah. I think, thank you. Yeah. How we, do we smut corner this? Like, there's so much sense. There's already smut in here. We don't need to add But not anymore. for Matt, because he's married. Um, Towers of Midnight, chapter 17. Oh my god, we still have four chapters left. Uh, partings and a meeting. Matt sees everyone off. Uh, they leave for Tarvalon. He gives Jolene a basket of sweet buns. You're like, oh, that's cute. And then Tom's like, what did you do? And he's like, there's, uh, there's fucking some... poison in them that is going to turn her mouth blue. I mean, not poison. She's not going to die. But it's he still pl- a form of poison. Yeah, he played If it turns her mouth blue for three days. No, he said a week, maybe two. And that's 20 days in Randland time. That's poison. At yeah. that point, you've poisoned somebody. Yeah. <laughs> not murderously, yeah. but they're, they're poisoned. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, but it felt very Matt. Not gonna lie. Um, but yeah, everyone leaves Matt. Uh, the, all the Aes Sedai go, Sita, Bethman go. They're like, hey, maybe one day you can convince Tuan that, you know, she can also channel. That's gonna be a weird conversation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bail Doman and Aginan leave. Thank God. Yeah, I'm kind of over it. I, um, I like them, but I'm, I'm tired of, um, I'm tired of their relationship with Matt. Yes. Unless it unless it's going to advance and become different, the, the, them getting away from Matt is the best thing to happen to them in these books. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, who stays? Satel and An. Yeah. Yeah. She's hanging out. And Matt's like, "Oh my god, this woman is trying to run my kitchen." And then they have a kind of sweet conversation, and he's like, "Oh my god, this woman is trying to not be there when they leave." I'm an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Um. Yeah, anyways, he's uh, like, can you watch over for me? Christian Rapper says Jolene can channel so she can just magic it away. I don't know that she can. She's not a yellow. There's no yellow with them. And yeah, I like, wonder how I don't know if they would know a weave for that, right? Maybe. Maybe she'll figure it out. Maybe that'll be her spark to start being innovative and contribute to society. Not be terrible, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, uh, you're right. Uh, Matt asks Satal to watch Ulver. Yeah. Because he doesn't want Ulver to die. Yeah. Because he's Fair. a good person. He's just a little bit too horny. Yep. Um... Yep. Because I, I don't think Matt knows that masturbation exists. Mm. And I think that, it, like, I think that, like, his dad was trying, I, I think his dad taught him the quarter staff, hoping that he would get that he's supposed to play with his own staff. But Matt is so literal that he never took the euphemism of it. And so he never learned how to play with his own little quarter staff. Jesus Christ. And so he's just horny all the time because he does not masturbate. And it's sad, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah, very it's sad. tragic. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Oh, and they'll get our musical theater references. And so they're going to, um, uh, she's going to watch over Oliver until they have gateways in so that he can, uh, send, uh, Satal to go find her husband in Ilian because he's just there waiting. He's chilling. He's like, hanging out. Donde esta my wife? Then we get Elaine's point of view. Yeah. Um, she's hanging out in the garden and Brigitte is like, you know, somebody could kill you, right? She's like, no, Min said my babies are going to be born healthy. And she's like, yeah, your babies can still be born if you lose all your limbs. <laughs> or if you get hit on the head and become a, yeah, yeah. A vegetable. Yeah, literally. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? Fair point. Yeah. Fair fucking point. Um, so, yeah, Elaine meets with the kin. Uh, fascinating. Yeah. She's, like, starting her own White Tower, but not the White Tower. But, like. But she's in the White Tower, maybe. Yeah. She's, do, you think, do you think Elaine ever becomes Aes Sedai? She is Aes Sedai. Mm, but do you think she like goes and does the trial? The, or, or I don't know. I get the vibe that Elaine is never going to actually go through with it. 
I think that with the Rand, the babies, the kingdoms, I don't know. I get a weird vibe from Elaine in these chapters where there's there she, there's the literal like, yes, I don't want to because of like, I can't channel right now. But I think that as Egwene and Rand go more and more head to head, which I think is going to happen before we get to the last battle, I think Elaine... I, I, I think Elaine is more on Rand's side in that. I also think Nynaeve is more on Rand's side in that. And once more Rain is back, yeah. I don't think they're going to stand against Rand with Egwene. And I think that like all of them together are going to push Egwene to work on Elaine's side. Hmm. But I don't know. I, I'm getting the vibe that like Elaine... I don't think Elaine makes it to that. I also think that Elaine is going to be very physically hurt soon. Uh, yeah. There's so much foreshadowing and they're like, I, my babies are going to be fine. I can be re- reckless. Yeah, She's yeah. going to be reckless before babies are born and something's going to happen. Yeah, there's going to be an issue for sure. But I, I it, it's weird because like what she's doing is like, it's like p- pretty big brain. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, she's like, no, like, you're going to stay here so that you have a home, you have, like, a place to be, but you're going to, like, help us with healing and traveling. Obviously not, like, with war, but you're going to, you're going to help me get the, the sun throne. Mm-hmm. That's basically, that's basically what this is. You're going to get me the sun throne, uh, and then you're, we're kind of going to maybe work together for, like, in perpetuity. I understand um, why, I understand now why Robert Jordan sent away Avienda. Because if Avienda's here, all of this is kind of meaningless. Why? Because Avienda can make the gateways for her right now. She wouldn't oh. be. It wouldn't be as like I need people now. But because she can't channel right now while she's pregnant, and Avienda's not there, yeah. she has to kind of like do this. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, no, it's an interesting conversation. I, I do like that they're like we don't want to fight. I also like the um, Samiko's like I don't want to do this, and Elise is like that's fine. Go to the White Tower and be an Aes Sedai. I don't want to go there. They're not yeah. going to let me in. Like. I, I'm, I wouldn't have them. They wouldn't have me. Samiko, we're not a monolith. Like, we yeah. have different opinions on things, and you and I are not going down the same road here. And I thought that that was a really interesting way to frame this conversation. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Having them both there made it just more interesting. Um, so, yeah, so they're going to talk to Egwene about it, maybe set that up. And um, Elaine had, ends the chapter with the dark thought, if Rand dies, I think I can take over the Black Tower. <laughs> cool. Yep. Cool. Yep. There's a world where Rand dies and Elaine, like... There's like a sequel series where there's the dragon rethird and he has to take down Elaine, who has become the like Arthur Hawkwing, like the evil tyrant Arthur Hawkwing. Oh my god. It would be a great it would be great too. Elaine and her like two children, the three channelers, and like they're just like fucking taking over everything. That would be bonkers. Tuan, Matt, and Perrin have to take out Elaine. Uh love it. Love it. Elaine becomes the dark one. Uh the dark lady. In place of the Dark Lord, you shall have a queen. Oh, that, yeah, that's it. She goes full Galadriel, except Galadriel makes the right choice, so. Elaine the Conqueror, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hilarious. No, I, I love the it. The mother of dragons, that's what she calls her kids. <laughs> that's funny, Who's, who wrote that? Uh, Al Gage inspired that. That is that, that, that. Mm. Ashadra says she's creating mm. a post office and national health care for Andor. It always starts with a post office and national health care, Ashandra. Of course. Yeah. Um, chapter 18, the strength of this place. Um, we There was peace before the Andor <laughs> nation attacked. Elaine Fear. Elaine Fear. Elaine Fear. Hilarious. Maybe Elaine is Demandred. Demandred got pregnant. It's all fake. No, 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 no. Elaine is the Mandarin, no, you guys. No, no. He's ruling? He was so jealous of Rand that he had, he like tricked Rand into fucking him. 
What if Elaine is the Mandred? Oh my god. Tigraine um, is actually the mother of the dragon. That is true. That's true. Uh, chapter 18, the strength of this place. We get Perrin. Perrin's wolfing in the wolf dream. Perrin hangs out with Hopper. And Hopper finally is like, oh, fine. I'll talk to you in a way that you understand. And I love that Perrin I like, is like, this. wow, I never <laughs> used this skill when Fael was captured. Why did I not think about that? That's really awkward. Uh, I think because he was like scared to go full wolf at the time, right? Because he he felt like he yeah, was yeah, oh yeah, but he didn't even it didn't even occur to him. But this is the first time where he's like, oh, like if I think about Fayil, it brings me back. Because Hopper takes him to the two rivers to be like, this is the place that grounds you. And a parent has that big moment that we all have at some point in our life. Like this is that coming of age story shit where you're like, like for me, Calgary. I don't think of Calgary as home anymore. No. Right. Um. No. No. He's like, no, Fayil is my home. Yeah. Um. And yeah. so, yeah, so he can't be there too strongly. Hopper's, like, trying to explain this to, to Perrin, and I was kind of with Perrin here. I was like, I don't really get it, but sure. No, I, I get it. I understand it. Like, I like because, like, I don't care where we live. I just want to be with you, right? No, no, like, not and that's why that. I, not oh. that. I mean, the, like, the... the, the I mean, like, the other stuff. Like, there's, like... The wrongness and then the like how he's supposed to use the wolf dream. I get this the being Hopper, grounded where the Hopper whole is thing trying is. to explain the same shit that Amisim Bayer explained to Egwene, mm. but he's a wolf, so he can't do it properly. Like Perrin needs to go talk to the wise ones and learn about Teleran Riyad properly from a human being who can explain it to him in words that he will understand. Yeah, that's fair. Because Perrin is like Hopper, I I I'm I i do not understand these images. I just need you to tell me. And then when Hopper starts to try and use his words, it works almost immediately. This is a case of it isn't parents' fault. This is a teacher trying to teach from their perspective yeah. and not understanding the needs of the student. Hopper fails parent for books, not the other way around. Yeah. And like this is this is the thing that teachers need to learn is that you have to communicate with your students in a way that helps them understand the material, yeah. not expect your students to understand what you're saying because it's how you understand it. Yeah. What do you think the violet wall is? I have no idea. Is that Slayer? There's weird shit going on in Tel Riyadh everywhere. Fair. All right, fair. No, Slayer just appears there as Slayer. Yeah. Because we know because Perrin has chased Slayer through Tel Riyadh before. Yeah, I just mean like, uh, yeah, I don't know what it is. Uh, Itrald is uh, having a bad time. No, he's having a great time. No, he's having a very what bad day. It is Itralda raining Trollocs. is chilling. Nothing bad is happening. It's raining Trollocs. <laughs> the teacher's a wolf. Cut him some slack. I don't cut anybody slack. Have you met me? I find hills <laughs> and I die on them, Arazu. We noticed that. There is only one letter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you got whoever said that in chat earlier, this will come back. This is gonna be a running gag till I die. God damn it. Um on Many my shirts. deathbed, I'm gonna grab you. Because I'm gonna die first. And I'm gonna go, there was only one letter. Those will be your last words. There's always money in the banana stand. And then I'll die. Jesus Christ. Um <laughs> Hopper sent two letters. Oh my god. So then it's a raw day. Yeah, he's he's having a bad time. There, he's like, Rand fucking told me he was coming and he's not here. The city behind him won't let him in because they're dum-dums. And this is where, like... There are four lights. Good pull, good pull. This is where the the difference between how Brandon Sanderson and Robert Jordan writes war is very interesting because Brandon Sanderson does not write the fog of war. Robert Jordan always wrote, like, and then five minutes after the battle, this is our characters talking about what had just happened. No! Other than a few instances. Yeah. But a lot of them are, like, a lot of it was, like, you know, flashes of the war with um, 
general kind of discussions about it. Yeah. Whereas Brandon Sanderson writes very specific strategies and things that are happening. And this is one of the coolest ones where he's like, wait. He's like, why are the Trollocs falling from the sky? Oh, wait, it's to hide the fucking drag car. Yes. And even Bars. like um, Pegleg is like the, oh, it's to demoralize us. And Rodell's like, yeah, but. Yeah, that seems weird. You would do that on like day three. They would start with small stones, like the Beast Titan. Uh, and To actually like injure don't. them. don't, yeah. yeah. And it's to hide the drag car. And like when, when the drag car drops and it's to hide the drag car, I was like, oh, this is the coolest shit ever. Yeah. I was like, oh, this, I was so, I was fucking vibrating, guys. You know how much I love to vibrate. And I was vibrating in my chair just like, fuck yes, Brandon Sanderson making this shit cool. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, that, that was <sighs> Um, And ba- basically this chapter is for him to be like, we're in trouble. We need Rand to hold his promise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very, 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 very cool. Yep. Very cool. Uh, which means Rand is definitely coming. Uh, we cut to Fail. Oh, oh shit! We did this out of order. Oh, this is where File talks to Bear Lane. We got, we got ahead of ourselves. Whatever. You guys know how we feel about it. It was a good. I like how File comes out in that yeah. chapter. Sorry, Reasons. sorry. Uh, chapter. No, it's good because we don't have time. Chapter nineteen, Towers of Midnight. I wish we didn't have a heart out, y'all. Um, but we got a con to go to. See my shield? It's so pretty. People need to look at it. Yeah, Daniel Short says each week another thing nerdy will love when he gets around to reading Sanderson. Look, I like his writing. I'm not going to lie. It really works for me. Yeah. I don't know if it works for everybody, but he, it really works for me. And I, I love the way that he writes these books, other than Matt. Honestly. Yeah, that's fair. So let's talk about Matt. Uh, chapter 19, talk of dragons. We have another meeting. But not talk of the dragon. People talking. Mm-hmm. People listening to one another. It's great. Oliver is like, hey, Matt, uh, I think I figured out this thing. Maybe we need to, like, strategize. You know, like, we need to, like, make sure that we can beat the snakes and foxes when I'm there. And Matt's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, they uh, they go to the castle. Yeah, Matt is not dressed super nice and looks like shit because, um, no, no, oh, What's his, his, because his, his dude died. Mm-hmm. It's not Noel. Noel's the other guy. Lopin. Lopin. Sorry, I was like, I don't mm-hmm. know. Uh, yeah, Lopin is dead, so Matt can't take care of himself and doesn't know how to dress to meet Elaine. Tom's looking fucking sharp. Talmain's has got his fucking best jacket, best suit on. It's great. They, uh, they ride into Camlin and people like pointing and staring because the band has a reputation. Um... Yeah. yeah, and so they meet with Elaine. And uh, El- Elaine is definitely pregnant. She starts crying. She goes to meet Tom. She's like, Tom, it's, it's good to see you. They have a, a nice moment. Uh, Matt is very confused. Um, and then they kind of explain what happened with Abu Dar, how they got away, you know, he's all, and Brigitte's like, is it over okay? <laughs> They're like, yeah, 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 it's fine. What's she looking for? Just to see if there's anything about the letter. Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, I'm kidding. Uh, no, he meets with Gaibon on the way in. Uh, and Gaibon is like sussing him out and is like, so I've heard some things about you. And he's like, that's a lie. That's true. That's a lie. That's true. That's closer to the truth than I'm And he's to be. like, you were hung by the devil for answers about your life. And he's like, no, not me. That didn't happen. That didn't happen. Pixar didn't happen. He's like, <laughs> How fuck did people hear about that? Yeah, I don't know how that rumor started. That's kind of wild. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, no, so... Uh, people are very imaginative. They go in to have a conversation, and Matt is like, oh my god, she's going to be fucking unbearable. But no, she's great. She she's runs great. over and hugs Tom. She's mm-hmm. being sweet. She's swearing for the first time in all of the books. 
What? No. Yeah, because remember earlier she was like, I need to listen to Matt swear because I want to learn how to do it. And then this, she's like actually swearing. She was like, yeah, trying to swear in the camp and it was like awkward. Like she was putting the but, wrong swears in the wrong places. Right, but and she's like got it down now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she, she doesn't know that she learned it from paying attention to him. Hey, Matt, I heard you were hung. <laughs> Matt's like, yeah, that's right. He's got a big cock. Uh, and so she's like, they, they negotiate over the dragons and I, I... Liked it. I, I really like the negotiation. They're it's both great. making good points. Yeah, good points, good banter, good compromise. You know, Matt's like, okay, I'm gonna like let you see the see the medallion and look at it. And he's For like, three days. Yeah. So Matt is in danger. He's like, God, I really hope that she can't find a way to like get a circumvent this. And Elaine's like, No, no, I'm gonna try and find a way to duplicate this. Mm-hmm. And Matt's like, So by the way, the golem is here. Um, maybe but, let's... But it, it, it's interesting, right? Because there being more of those doesn't hurt Matt at all. Matt no. does not use Aes Sedai in fighting the way that Perrin and Rand and the Dark One do. Yeah. Uh, and so for him, he's like, oh yeah, if everyone is immune to channeling, then no one's going to channel and the fight becomes fair, right? And and we can kill the Golem. Yeah, and I find that really interesting. Mm-hmm. I just hope that they can make an actual weapon out of it instead of just like a necklace that I really don't understand how Matt was planning on killing the Golem with a necklace. Yeah, I mean, unless he plans on Harry Pottering it and like grabbing him by the face. Well, I thought maybe you'd make him swallow it. Oh, I was about to spoil Tears of the Kingdom. I'm not going to do that. Um, I was uh, make don't, a joke that don't I won't do make. That. Don't do that. Or shove it up his booty hole. Just like oh, right the Thanos approach. Yeah, the Thanos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the fox head and the fox head, you know, it's got ears. It's probably sharp. I imagine to me, honestly, it looks like the Witcher Wolf symbol. I know. I just. I can't. I can't. I'm just picturing Matt fisting a golem. A golem, yeah. An, uh, an unassuming blonde God, this dude. This show is so weird. Show. Our show. Oh, the our shit show. we talk our about. Our show is weird, yes. Correct. The things that this show makes me think about are so strange. I mean. We didn't make as much money today from people who hate us about our Attack on Titan stuff, though, and that's sad. Oh, no. So sad. I was hoping they would come and give me more of their cash. Um, it's but, very disappointing, yes. Yeah. Uh, so... Oh, we were gonna, um, uh, we, we have to figure out a date to go on our Shanahan, whatever that was called. Will you, will you take me on a picnic for our anniversary? No. Uh, so that's the end of the chapter. They make some agreements, uh, and Elaine, uh, promises, uh, okay, how about this? How about this? Okay. How about we, we compromise? All right, I will take you on the greatest picnic ever to be picnicked. If you admit that there was only one letter. No. Well, then, no picnic. No picnic. All right, you heard it here first. I just like eating at tables. <laughs> you know what I mean? Fair. You know what? That's I fair. don't love sitting on the ground picking ants out of my food. Why are you letting ants get in your food? You're doing a picnic wrong. You eat fast. Arasu, <laughs> thank you for gifting five memberships. Thank you for the memberships. Let's go. I'll, I'll eat at a table. I'm just like, the whole, like, let's sit on the ground uncomfortably and try and, like, hold ourselves up with one arm while we eat our food with the other arm. It's not, it's like. I mean, the I you'll lie down when they eat, so. Yeah, and you know what? That's terrible for your digestion. I don't know. No, I mean, like, it literally is. Like, lying How down do on your you stomach know? and eating is bad for your, like, because How as humans, you know? we know that. How do you know? Because of the way that Have your body you works. Tried it. You're 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 you are putting so much pressure on your esophagus to push food down you against gravity. Like this, you're up like this. Your sphinx posing while you eat? Yes. 
else. You're not supposed to have your abs engaged while you're consuming food. No, that's how they stay so fucking fit. That's why their waists are snatched. I know, but their digestion is a problem. You don't know that. They probably poop regularly. My point is that uh, Elaine offers Tom a full pardon for crimes known and unknown. Yeah, and he was like, how did Elaine know about... Mm, Never mind. I was like, what? Intrepid Craig McGill, thank you so much for that super chat in lieu of attack... Titan fans. Thank you for the super duper duper chat. Appreciate it. Uh, And uh, Elaine invites them to dinner. We could go uh, have a picnic at a picnic table. Yeah, or we could go to a restaurant and be wined and dined. All right, as long as you spoil me. I'm kidding, obviously. I'll go have a picnic with you. I'm just, I'm joking for the show. I'm more than happy to have a picnic. Guys, we're going to go. As long as we have my favorite kind of sandwich, which is basil. Chicken. Mozzarella. Yes. Pesto. pesto. Yeah. Toasted pieces of bread with a little bit of butter on them. The pesto in between the mozzarella and the chicken. People need to use butter more as like the... the, the instead of mayonnaise? Instead of fucking mayonnaise. Yeah. Get mayonnaise off of everything. I fucking hate it. You don't need to put mayonnaise on your bread. You just put a little bit of butter on toasted bread and you're good yeah, to go. Yeah, you don't need it. Yeah. It's like lubing up your sandwich and in a not fun way. Too much lube. Chicken iteralda mozzarella. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. That's a t-shirt. Chicken the mozzarella. And it's just like a little like mozzarella man with a sword and a chicken hat. A chicken hat. Yeah. Sure, sure. It's like a chicken breast fedora. Oh my God. Chapter 20. A choice. A choice. That that was a choice, babe. That, That was a choice. This whole book club is a fucking choice. Um, Anyways. Talk them through it, babe. Nynaeve does her accepted, the the Aes Sedai test and uh, nearly fails. But then doesn't. Anyways, thank you for a wonderful book club. (laughs) Fuck you. Um, So Nynaeve, uh, Nynaeve is like, yo, what the fuck? I'm not moving my ring, which was cool. She's like, yeah. I don't want to make, I don't want to make the Imerlin a liar. And Rosilla's like, respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so yeah. the test starts, uh, and Nynaeve has she, to do her hundred weeks. Changes the words a little bit, you know, to I'm, to not make the Imerlin a liar. She, no, yeah? she, she, she establishes well. Nynaeve's, Nynaeve's big brain here. Uh, While also being obstinate and on purpose, you know, it was a I bit of think, both. I don't think that's it. No, it's a bit I, both. I think that she's being it's a bit of both. I think she's in the right. I, I think she's in the right, but I think that part of it was a little spiteful. L- a little bit. A I little bit. Hmm. See, it's interesting because I don't think so. I don't think she gives a fuck about them. Yeah, yeah. I think that her I think that her integrity is more important. I don't think she's being petty, right? I think she's like, no, my integrity... But that's what I liked about Nynaeve. I don't know. Yeah, I, like, I'm kind of into it, I, so it like works. Like, I don't say that as a negative. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um... I think that all of these things can be true. And so she goes into the test and she starts weaving and weaving and weaving. She's making baskets like fucking crazy. Uh, and uh, she immediately starts running into the problem of wanting to save people because she's not a piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, and she doesn't ignore them. Yeah. And, you know, there's children dying and she's like, I should probably help them. Stop picking at your Band-Aid. No, I'm taking it off. Oh, okay. Uh, maybe don't take it off. Uh, and so the... Sorry. So she... I don't know. It hurts. Yeah. Fucked up. Guys, fucked up. 
So I kept playing with it, and then I was like, eh. Jesus Christ. Tell me you have ADHD without telling me you have ADHD. Um, so Nynaeve gets to a point where she's like, nah, fuck it, I'm gonna do something, but she's not on the Star of David. And, well, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's literally like the Jewish Star of David. Yeah. Uh, and she, so she breaks the rules. She channels before she gets to the star, which we find out she shouldn't be able to do, which she also did, again, in her, like, accepted test. Uh, she, like, shouldn't be allowed to channel, but she, like, can. Very fascinating. I don't know if Nynaeve is a talent. No, no, we find out what it is. Well, like, Wayne is like, it's because you spent time in Teleronriad, but she didn't spend time in Teleronriad when she did the accepted test. She did the accepted test the moment she got to the tower because she was never a novice. But no, the accepted test, they don't say that you can't channel. No. They say that you she don't says, channel or else you will die. They tell her afterwards, you should not have been able to channel. Because she was like, I channeled. And she was like, okay. no, you shouldn't have been able to do that. Don't tell anyone. She's got some weird special talent. Like, I, I know Egwene explains it with the Teleranriad stuff, but that that can't be the answer to the first time it happened. You're, no, you're 100% right. So I, I'm just no. saying there's some funky business going See, on. See, chat, I can admit when I'm wrong. I'm just mm. not wrong about the letter. Uh, so she gets to the end, and the final thing is Lan being attacked by Dark Hounds, and Nynaeve just starts blasting. <laughs> Balefire, 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 Balefire. And guess what? The world doesn't fall apart. Uh, and well, so it's in the dream. Bloodied, bruised, and attacked, uh, she pops out of the thing, and everyone is pissed. Rightfully so. Yeah, Sean is like, that's the most brutal test I've ever seen. What the fuck is wrong with you people? I know. That was surprising. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. And so she fucking, uh, she's like, they're like, well, you shouldn't have done that. And she's like, shut the fuck up. What are you talking about? What is the point of being Aes if we don't actually help people? If yeah. I can help people. Yeah. Like, what, what, why, why are we doing this? walk away from people who need my help? Uh, Nynaeve is the only Aes Sedai who's ever passed this fucking test. Because if the test is to walk away from people to do some arbitrary bullshit... Yeah. What the fuck is being She should be fucking lauded for getting it done and also saving people. Yes, exactly. Yeah. She does it all. She yeah. says, no, fuck you. I knew I was in the test and I say Len anyways because fuck your bullshit. And because and I, I could. Like, and why wouldn't I do it if I could, right? Yeah. And this is where Brandon Sanderson feels a little bit like he's, like, trying to, like, acknowledge some of the flaws in the thinking of some of the earlier books mm. that we've been complaining about through all the books. And we're like, this doesn't really, like, why are they like this? Yeah, and, and it's called out. Having Nynaeve come into the scene and be like, why are you like this? It was very, yes. I felt validated. Oh, it was so good. I was like, fucking finally, thank you. Um, more Cisprinman. Oh. Oh, um, I'm sorry if I'm saying that. Hello wrong. from Iceland. Hello. Hello from Canada. Couldn't catch you live, so I'm catching up now. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, thank you for being here. Um, we appreciate that. And Naive, you know, uh, Sean brings up uh, in the chat, not Sean from the White Tower, but one of Sean our Sean in the chat. Uh, Naive should be servants of all you fucking fools. Yes. Yes. And I was like, yeah. thank God. Naive yeah. has grown so much where she's actually kind of outgrown the Aesodai. I don't think she needs them. Oh, she doesn't. They need her. I she doesn't need them. honestly thought she wasn't going to become Aes Sedai. I wanted that, honestly. The, but I, I understand why they didn't do it, but yeah. I, I wanted her to be like, fuck yeah. you guys. No. I get it. Fuck you. I also love that Egwene is like, remember that she is like married to the uh, to a, a king? You know, it's kind of unfair. No, it was, it, was, it was three things. There was three I, things, Wait, I yeah. want to look at this because I actually love Egwene's point here. Because Egwene is kind of staying out of it, but not really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just on the fringe enough. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I would be careful, refusing the shawl to the woman who helped cleanse the taint from Sidon, the woman who defeated Megiddian herself in battle, the woman who married to the, who is married to the king of Malkir, would set a very dangerous precedent. If Nynaeve didn't become Aes Sedai and went and joined the kin and ran the kin, yeah. no one would go join the Aes Sedai. They would all go fucking join Nynaeve. Yeah. A hundred percent. If if they survive the last battle, I I do also think that like I I appreciated Egwene being like this was kind of silly. Like you are um, you are way beyond this test. Even even Nynaeve is like oh yeah I'll take the test and Egwene is like oh but it's like hard and Nynaeve is like no I, no I, it's not <laughs> it's not I, hard. I, I wanted I I meant to screenshot it I didn't but healed stilling yeah 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 oh and learned how to heal stilling but no there's there's the line where Elaine is like. Yeah, but like you might die, and Nynaeve is like, "I'll be fine." Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> and I cackled. I was like, yeah. "Nynaeve is so confident." And then she shows up, and she's like, "Dude, this isn't even. I am maybe the best channeler in the world. This isn't even hard." Yeah, yeah. I invent new weaves every other chapter in these books. I've come up with ways of healing they didn't have in the Age of Legends. <laughs> I healed madness yesterday out of yeah. a fucking like I. <laughs> In the last 24 hours, I have done more impressive channeling shit than anyone in the White Tower has done in the last 3,000 years. Get off my back. I'm fine. Pretty much. Loved it. Fucking um, loved it. So then Nynaeve is like, all right, you know what? I'm going to come in. I'm going to do the contemplating and the blah, 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 blah. But first, I have some business to fucking take care of. Mm-hmm. And she goes to Morel and she tells Morel, you give me that fucking bond right now. And Morel's like, mm, I'm busy. And she's like, I haven't fucking taken the oaths yet. So unless you want the spanking of a lifetime, you're going to give me that fucking bond. And Morel's like, oh, shit. Yeah, this yeah, is okay, interesting, whatever. though. The, the least interesting thing about this section to me uh-huh. is the conversation between Nynaeve and Morel. I mean, the rest of it was so interesting. No, no, no. no. I'm talking specifically about this section at the very oh, end. Oh, oh. The most interesting thing is that nothing bad has happened at the Black Tower yet. Because oh. she gets there, and the Aes Sedai and the warders are outside the Black Tower. Yeah. Because I was like, oh my god, when we finally see what's happened there, it's going to be a massacre, these poor women, what's going to be What's going to be the situation? Yeah. Morel and all of the Aes Sedai are still outside. Yeah. And nothing terrible has happened yet. There's and that was. Be... I'm grateful. I'm grateful that Nynaeve threatened Morel. I thought that was great. I am. I think it was awesome that... But um, you were like, what's going on The bond is passed, fucking finally. Finally. Nynaeve feeling Lan... I, and knowing and he's alive, yes. like, mm. she, and she's like, yes, thank please. you. Like, oh, it's so good. Loved that. Yeah. But at the same time, the, um, it, for me, it was really, the, the most interesting part of this was, oh, I thought Nynaeve was going to show up and it was going to be a disaster. A nightmare. Yeah. Where are the ice that I, what's going on? Yeah. You know, fucking, um, the, I, ma, the Mahail has done some de- devious shit. She hasn't yet. That he hasn't yet. Yeah. And so what is going on at the Black Tower? Yeah. Because they haven't been in the book for a while. And I would like to know what's going on at the Black Tower, please. My, like, worry is that, like, they've been, like, compulsed or something. Like, that there's, like, some kind of manipulation going on here. Mm -hmm. And that those I said I might, like, turn on their friends or something. But, but, yeah, it does open up the gateway of, like, okay, so everything's not on fire. So what is going on? Uh, but uh, Sean brings up a good point. Just at Gwen's envoys, no mention of a latest Aes Sedai party. That's true. true. We don't yeah, know what happened yeah, yeah. to the that's, latest people. Yeah, that's fair. We'll what see. if she gave her the bond to the wrong warder? They're just passing bonds back and forth trying to get the right one. That I would hate that. We did it. Crushed it with four minutes to spare. Y'all, Let's I'm go. not going to describe how low we don't have time. Close. what was your high? My high is the moment where Tam and Rand hug. Mm-hmm. 
I, I, it got me. It was so beautiful. All right, my low mm -hmm. is uh, honestly Matt just being like, "Oh, titties," but the Tom Maines would like those. Uh, it, it, the joke went on a little bit too long, and yeah. I don't know that the letter worked for me narratively. Even though I, I do think it's funny, but I, I just I, I think that it isn't a great look for Matt. Yeah, the le I think the letter is my low. Even though I don't think it's really like a low low, there was so much good in this section. Oh, I love this section. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the letter might be the low. Even though I don't hate it, it's just the fact that like Matt can't spell properly mm -hmm. when he has all these memories is uh, eh, not my favorite. What's yeah. your high? So the low for both of us was the singular letter that Matt wrote. My high of this week... Was that particular letter, you mean? Yes, that singular letter. The particular uh, letter. The, mm. was the only one. Uh, my high for the week is definitely... Um, it's Perrin and Fayul on the hill. Fair. Uh, that scene was really important to the series for me. I don't think Perrin and Fayul, who are so important to the series, work if that scene never happens. Mm -hmm. uh, the printer stuff is here. It made God. it. Oh, thank God. This is good news. Y'all, I bought a 3D printer. I'm going to start 3D printing uh, a resin 3D printer. Going to get some detailed shit. Uh, oh, um, oh no, wait, that's not public yet on The Expanse. Well, the, check out The Expanse on Monday. We got a gift. Uh, or if you're a patron, go check out the end of The Expanse video. We yeah. got a 3D printed gift from Rob Ross. That's very cool. It's in the Patreon now. Appreciate you. Um, thank you, Rob Ross. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, the... Um, yeah, so that's here. Yeah, no, the parent Fayila stuff was fucking peak. Well, I don't even know if we need to add smut because Perrin and Fayil added enough smut for all of us. And then you know that Min and Rand also fucking fucked the shit out of each other. Yeah. And, uh, and Fayil and Berlin. Hopefully Matt learns to masturbate. Yeah. Yeah, he really needs that for sure. Um, Yeah, I also like, I, I want the scene where all of the Ayil slowly spank Rand over the course of like <laughs> Everyone hours. gets one hit for their, but the thing is there's thousands and thousands of Ayil so it takes hours, but everyone gets one good spank. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, God, yeah. That's and then Rand spanks. develops a spanking kink. As if he doesn't already have one. Uh, There's a lot of hot maidens spanking him. You know, he's like, oh, this is kind of nice. Yeah, but he likes he likes getting spanked, but it's always by Min, and she just doesn't, like, really lay into him. And yeah. so he's like, finally. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, God damn it. If you there like you this go. video, like and subscribe to the channel. If you don't, hit the dislike button. Leave me in comments down below because the algorithm got us hungry and we must feed her. This episode of the algorithm got us is... Fail hungry for Berlin's pussy. If you want to follow us on the internet, you can. I'm at Nerdy Nightly. I'm at Clarice Polaris. And this was the Nerdy Wordy Book Club for Towers of Midnight, chapters 8 through 20. We did it before 2 o'clock. Hard out. Accomplished. Let's go. We might have missed some stuff. I'm sorry, chat. But um, we we'll love you all. We'll do that in the full book recap. James Ross, thank you for being James a member Ross. of the Narcs for 10 months. Thank you. Welcome back to the Nerd I'm excited table. to see it painted after that reaction. It's going to be... It's going to be... We will paint Chef's it. Kiss. We probably aren't going to paint the expense up till after the relay. The relay. Because I have to paint so many minis for that. You should check out the Kickstarter if you want to support that. The Roleplay Relay Kickstarter in the description. We are less than $100 away from our first stretch goal. Thank you so much, everybody. Uh, and it's uh, now 2 o'clock. We've got to go. Uh, if you're coming to EddieCon, see you there. Uh, yeah, I don't know how to end this. Po end poll. I win. Goodbye. Only by 14%. I win again.